Street Fighters, thanks for tuning in. That was quite the song to come in on. I had no idea where to come in because I could barely understand what he said. That's the Jihad Blues by the Almighty Defenders. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Street Fight Radio. We're taking your calls tonight. It's a street fight every single Sunday night, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The phone lines are open. The number is 614-412-5252. You can listen to the broadcast over at wcrsfm.org. We are coming to you live from the Free Press Studios here in Columbus, Ohio, part of the Pacific Radio, Pacifica Radio Network. You can hear us on 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270 here in Columbus, Ohio. Once again, it's the best. It's WCRS Community Radio. All kinds of amazing programs are available on that website, wcrsfm.org, including the largest and freest back catalog of street fight shows available. So if you're looking for something to do, check out the site and uh, listen to the other ones as well. Uh, we do this show two times a week. We also have a bonus show that comes out on our Patreon. So thanks for giving us a shot. We will get right to it. We're not going to give you sort of ads. Ooh, I got an anti-ad. I'm glad I thought about this. And do an anti-ad for us. So instead of telling you that you should have one egg shipped to your house in a carton or that someone else should cut up a bunch of butternut squash and mail it to you like hello fresh blue apron all of the famous things you know what solves this problem hmm. if they would just release the fucking recipes that's the information is what they have that's worth money if they just gave you at the beginning beginning of the week a shopping list with how much of each thing you're going to need for that week Solves the problem of of uh, making all of the postal delivery service people into U- Uber Eats. You they, know they could also probably just charge for that too. Really, yeah, if they wanted to. 
Yeah, I mean, I would pay. See, that's the thing, though. People won't pay. People aren't going to pay a hundred dollars a week for those recipes. But ten dollars a month, man. I would love to have a recipe. I would if someone did all my grocery shopping, planned it out for me, and then told me what to fucking make. That's fucking nice. That's a service. Yeah, I don't want your goddamn purple potatoes. Yeah, I'll use the regular color potatoes. I anyway. do love. Pur- I love them. Well, I love I the mean, little bags can... of purple ones that are like size of a golf ball, and then you olive oil. Bake them and then smash them real crispy. Yeah, that's the recipe for pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I'm not saying that there's a is that I have an issue with with uh, purple potatoes. I'm saying like the other potatoes will work. Too. Sure. I mean like if you can't get purple potatoes at your store, just buy the regular right. damn potatoes. It's you not know? that big of a difference. Yeah. Be a chef. The, be, be a chef. Black rice isn't completely necessary. Yeah, I don't. I hate the. Uh, I I I like that their whole gimmick is that they're like, oh, we uh we reduce the waste of of by of extra food, and I'm like, it's good that you're trying to think about ways to like not waste food, but could you like also not do the packaging? <laughs> right? Could you all? Could you just throw it all in the damn box? Just, yeah. If it's an egg, wrap it in like a bunch of wrap it in some paper, some newspaper. Yeah, it ain't gonna hurt a chive to sit in a box at all it won't hurt it well it's so awful too to have all of that mailed through individually mailed all of your groceries to you is not helping anybody oh god that was my i so i went and took my walk today very short one this time but while i was out i i was walking around the neighborhood i usually kind of walk around downtown but this time i decided to walk around the neighborhood and uh i'm walking around my neighborhood and i see the mailman out doing mail like today? doing mail today and it fucking just made me mad like as just soon as i saw the amazon sunday how depressing is that that like that used to be the job where like sunday there's just no mail we don't do mail on sunday no, that's the fucking lord's day you can't get booze stay home be with your family no business is coming in you can keep your slippers on yes yeah and for some reason now they have to and I hate getting mail anyway, man. My mail is the worst thing that I get every day. Oh, it's usually a bad reminder of where you are financially. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It lets you know. It lets you know how bad things are going. So, so I, I have actually had a story of success this week. I know I, I complain about my family quite a bit, and but one of them actually had an interesting change of heart or maybe something I just never, I never thought they had it in them. And... uh so this family member is saying to me that they recently quit their job. And I was like, okay, well, why'd you do that? It was a side job. And she said, she's like, well, it started because they hired all these Mexicans. And I was like, oh, no. Why I the would, fuck did I ask that question? Hanging around there would have, like, you hanging around there for you was just brave because I would have fucking taken, taken off running as soon as. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, I'm out of here. See you later. Like, last time I was hanging out with my in-laws, like, my, my father-in-law was, was like, uh, last time I hung out with my in-laws, my father-in-law was like, my old, my old supervisor when I was in the Air Force was a black guy, and I just wanted to get in a car and drive and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't generally recommend, I, I guess I'm, yeah, I don't do that, but I did not think this was going to a good place. But she explained that they, the Mexicans that they hired, these people that they hired, un, I'm guessing undocumented, because she said they 
were working them 16 hours a day, six days a week, but they weren't getting paid overtime at all. And she thought that was fucking bullshit. Yeah. Well, it is, actually. <laughs> this is, and this person has a Blue Lives Matter light bulb in front of their house. Yeah. They usually know the symptoms. They just don't know the disease. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. They know what's bad, but they... I uh, I don't know. Unless it's they see it with their own two eyes, everybody's just making it up, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, again, like... Uh, you know, the thing I always think about is that, like, I I knew a guy who identified as Nazi. He's probably identifies as alt right now, obviously, because that's an easier thing to be. Sure. <laughs> you know, but at the time he like identified as sort of a Nazi white supremacist. And like he worked at the cable company with me and he was friends with everybody at the cable company, you know, and is pretty diverse, like group of people that work there. And uh, I always used to wonder, like. How come, like, every black dude that you meet, you like, but you hate black people? And they hate the idea of them. Yeah. You know, that like an amorphous idea of ones that they think exist that maybe might a few, but no, not a lot. Well, and then a lot of, like it always comes down to with those people is they insist that everybody be American culture and do everything the way the American textbooks say and celebrate all the holidays and they have this idea of black culture of being some sort of like rot against that. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't, I, I, that's weird because like, you know, everybody likes to celebrate holidays. They love True. days off, man. Well, you know? not all of that though, but the, it's, it goes, it's the flag situation, you know, saluting the flag or standing up for the anthem and all of that. Yeah. I, I, and I, I've, I've have known more than I can count racists that were also friends with the people that they're racist against. I know. I mean, not friends with, but like at work, not being antagonistic at all, seemingly smiling and having a decent time. But I guess in their mind, they're just awful pigs. That person's an aberration. Yeah. This is the thing, man. I knew this. uh, Like, uh, I, I like, I, I, he would like, there was this guy that we worked with that was so cool. And his dad was like an activist, like a black activist. And, the city and stuff and he i remember he shocked me one time by saying oj was innocent and i was just like because i never heard anybody say that in my life like until i'm talking to this dude he was like oj was innocent and i was like "Mm, okay and he was just like no he really was and then he went through all this stuff and he kind of he did like the things he talked about now like made perfect would make perfect sense to me now but at the time they didn't make any sense right and this dude that's a nazi like that was his favorite person like they worked together every day they even had hung out outside of work at different times and i just always like would wonder like how did this happen and i just the only thing i had in my mind was that like they just think that you know it's just all the people they haven't met are bad people and yeah. the ones that they know are not bad you know yeah and when you're actually in the that's you you uh nailed down a good point there because it is always folks that are pessimistic as fuck i mean it's like if they think that they're going to go leave the house, there's going to be traffic. You know, if they think <laughs> they're going to face some sort of nameless POC, it's going to be a bad one. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter to what you apply it to. They're just assuming that it's going to be awful or turn out them getting fucked over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're stupid. Yeah. Awful. I mean, stupid way to think. But <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, you got to still be related to them. It is nice, though, that that person that you know had a really good experience like was like sticking up for people yeah you know that's beautiful well and then she was like she's like you know what 
the thing is too is that he can take advantage of all these fucking people, but I have a full time job. This is my part time gig, so I can make ruining his business my number my other part time gig now that I got all this extra time. <laughs> White lady? Yeah. Just a guess? That yeah. one, man, man, you know, the internet is just a real boon for the can I see your manager? Yeah. World out there. <laughs> yeah, social media, you're about to get a bunch of comments. Uh yeah, but he's he's also screwing her out of a check right now. Or, you know, just he I guess he has done this for for a while where he just, you know, uh come by, pick up the check. Oh, I wasn't there. Come by, pick up the check. Oh, it's not here, that type of thing. Until people just forget about it. Come by. Total small business tyrant. The stuff everything she was telling me was like textbook small business tyrant. He had a bunch of kids work for him. And then they worked for nine hours and my mom was saying like, y'all have, you need to take breaks, like take a break uh, every hour, sit down, take a whole lunch. And they were like, no, we're fine. So he only paid him for like seven hours when they did nine hours of work. Oh my God. Yeah. That happened to me a lot growing up too. The people would be, I remember one time this woman was like her husband or her boyfriend was uh run, uh, ran a roofing company. And he wanted to get new roofing customers, so he had all of us neighborhood kids. He was like, if y'all go and uh, do the roofing, if you go hand out these flyers, I'll buy y'all a super soaker. Each one of you a super soaker. And we was like 13, dude. So I was like, yeah, I'll take a super soaker. We all wanted one because it was like in the height of super soaker being sure. like the thing, you know? Back when they were, yeah, very basic models. Yeah, and he gave us each $8. Ooh, and like ooh. after we did all the work and it was like what are you gonna do that's you're 13 no that's not yeah you're right you can't fire a file a labor dispute yeah yeah, yeah. and i that, that so sticks bogus. in my crawl like to this day i think about that guy still owes me a super soaker man <laughs> i want the yellow one with the green fucking things i want the 100 <laughs> not the 50 when you work as a kid for anybody they that that's like they they use that as a license to rip you off and then they complain about kids not caring about money or anything like that all the time of course yeah um unfortunately we can't rip gwen off well we could but you want to uh, rip gwen off yeah we could i mean i would let you but <laughs> just we'll just say we're teaching her a lesson about uh we're teaching her a lesson about capitalism it's right like, you, know, you go get a job with a small business person and this is what happens not, we rip you off not all bosses will be your dad no, no, and I got to be your dad right now and show you a real lesson, you know, <laughs> teach you about this stuff. Oh, so uh, we got some calls tonight? Yeah, plenty of calls. Some, let's do the calls, man. Let's yeah. get on these calls. Let's see who's calling us here. Who's calling? Who's calling on the line? Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, guys, this is Andrea out in Tacoma. How's it going? Great. How are you, Andrea? Uh, not too bad. Um, I'm sorry because um, I'm one of the people down occupying uh, the Northwest Detention Center, and I'm a big fan. Wanted to say hi, but uh, one of the things about the Occupy down there is we definitely don't want to center white voices. So I want to say hi because I'm a big fan, but I'm going to hand you off to uh, my friend here, and you can talk to him a little bit more about what's going on. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Thank you. Cool. Hey, what's going on? Not a lot. How are you tonight? What's your name? Or do you feel like giving Very good. Uh, I feel like Chico today. Can I do that? Yeah, I love him. Heck yeah. Uh, what's going on in the, uh, at the, at the, uh, detention center there? All right. Now, you know, people are chilling, holding it down. Um, you know, just looking at, uh, looking at 
what's going on next? You know, things change day in day out so fast. What's so, what's happened you know, so far? Happened so far. Uh, back a month ago, we got rolled up and ten people got arrested. Uh, Tacoma police is being pretty heavy handed, and uh, yeah, just causing causing a scene. Uh, you know, between that and just uh, doing our noise rallies every night, and, you know, I think last night, right last night, we blocked out a bus, so. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. About how many of there are you out there? How many? It ranges day to day. What, what would you, is there what, like a couple dozen people? How many people does it take to shut down a bus? Is what, how about that? Well, I mean, it depends on, you know, what's, what's up with the bus, you know? Sure. It depends on what's going on. But, uh, you know, it, you know, there's like one road, right? Two lanes. Uh-huh. What two people? Okay, okay, easy enough. Um, so the you said the initial occupation they arrested ten people. Were there some of you left behind or? Oh yeah, yeah. You know we uh, we packed up, circled around, and then came back uh, oh. immediately following. So yeah. so they tried to remove you, and y'all just packed up the yeah. stuff, and we're like, we're out of here. Fine, you win, and we're out, and then drove around and came back and set it all back yeah. up they can't keep kicking you out yeah. can they um are the no. police kind of posted there the whole time they mess around a lot you know they, they uh you know they try to be uh be dicks uh huge shout out to sergeant o'keefe fuck you you fucking asshole uh name of names but yeah so um uh yeah they just do a little bit of like harassment intimidation type stuff are they are they like stationed there? Is there always somebody there? Like, because I know you guys. Nah, they just circle around, drive through, drive up and down the street. You know, uh, you know, cracking wise with the guards at the uh, at the facility. You know, they're all chumming it up. Have you had any conversations with guards or um, any of the people that work at the facility? Like, have they? I, I wouldn't say. I, I'm not saying have they made the only, themselves yeah, available. The only, yeah, the only conversation that I have with the guards is uh, quit your fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Because usually when I've gone to like an occupation or anything like that, there's a lot of there's there's people that do like liaison work with the police or with the people that they're protesting against, sort of. And uh, I just wondering if if there were any conversations happening. Like I would, I I mean, it's weird. You want to hear. I like it's so easy for them to get their message out and it's so much harder for the occupiers or, or people to get their message out. But you do want to hear if it affects them, you know, like if it affects them when they go home, seeing y'all sitting out there, you know? Yeah. Are you staying there 24 hours? Like, is there a camp there the whole time? There's people there all the time. Hell That's yeah. awesome. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks for calling in with the report, man. I really appreciate it. Is there uh, and is there a place online to find more information? Is there a Facebook page or a Twitter or something? Yeah, so it's uh, Twitter's uh, Occupy uh, underscore NWDC, and then Facebook is uh, just Occupy NWDC. You're saying you said NWDC Northwest, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Northwest Detention Center. Got it. Yeah, Perfect. it's it's a fucking sick place. Uh, it's got like the highest rate of physical and sexual assaults. Like, um, it's, it's pretty bad. Do you know the situation's pretty rough up there? You know how many people are in there? Is any of that information out? 
Yeah, so there's about 1,500 people. Fuck! Um, and then that fluctuates with how many people they move at one time. Uh, they have, like, their own contracted buses that move in and out. Um, so, but yeah, it's, uh, it's like on a super fun site. It's toxic. It's like arsenic in the dirt. It's pretty gross. Oh, no. Um, oh, Christ. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, and, and yeah, it sucks. Like, they work for about a dollar a day. Um, and, you know, so you think about that. So, like, if shampoo's, like, eight bucks, you know, congratulations. You just worked the whole day for shampoo. Um, but, like, uh, the wor- the worst part really is, like, the shitty medical care that they're getting and the dirty water and dirty underwear and, like, chicken pox outbreaks. And, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Fuck, that is, I mean, it's just such a dire situation. I, I Thank you for being out there. I mean, it's got to take a lot out of, out of like, whatever your your normal life is to be there. So it's really cool that you're, y- y'all are there and, and taking care of stuff. Is there a bail fund for the people who were arrested? Or can we get that all through the yeah, Twitter? Yeah, so if people, if people want to help out, um, definitely... There's a, uh, there's a, so if they want to help out, really what we want is people to come out, you know, come out in Tacoma, come out, like, you know, and show up and represent. But w- the other thing is, uh, yeah, there's a PayPal link. If you go to the Facebook page, uh, you could definitely donate, you know, there. Um, but, um, yeah, we're, we're definitely, uh, you know, huge, you know, much love to our comrades that got, uh, got rolled up. So. Well, yeah, let us, uh, I mean, before, I just want people to know that, like, if you're near there, it you should go. And it's not, like, I mean, I'm, I, I you know, there's all, there's the reasons of it just being the right thing. But it's also, it, it also, you know, you'll be around a bunch of people that, that have the same opinions as you. And, like, if you've ever wanted to be an organizer and if you wanted to learn how to organize, these are the types of places to go to do that because this is a place that is an active occupation. This is an active place. So please, if you're in, and if you're near Tacoma, if you're anywhere near it, if you're going on a vacation to Washington, try to make your way up there and spend a, spend a day at the occupation because yeah, people are the most important when it comes to an occupation, the bigger it gets, the harder it is for harder. It is for them to move you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chico. We appreciate the information and and good luck out there. Uh, We wish you the best. Be safe. All right. Take it easy. Big shout to PDX, too. Hell yeah. PDX. That's Portland. Ah, yes. The assholes. I know them. Portland's fine. Yeah, yeah. I meant the Portland Department of... Trailblazers. Yeah. No, the Portland Trailblazers aren't (laughs) assholes, are they? Are they assholes? Do they still have that team? Yeah. I think. I think they just call them the Blazers now. Oh, even better. Yeah, I should get a Blazers jersey. Is that too hack? Mm, it is for you. I can wear, it's a, probably I wear an upside down visor too with it though. Yeah, it's probably hack for you, but if it was like somebody that didn't like make a living as a guy that smokes weed all the time, it's probably pretty cool. Like if you had to go to a real job every day. That's true. And you wore the Blazers. Yeah, you'd be like, I'm blazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't just blaze basketball. <laughs> Let, let's see who's <laughs> on the line here. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, uh, this is Tom from Washington, D.C. How are things in Washington, D.C. tonight, Tom? They are very damp. We are at peak swamp season oh, right now. Yes, I do remember that. Like rain yeah, or just uh, humidity? Oh, yeah. I... It's actually 
it's been like nothing but humidity for weeks, but it's finally started raining now, so maybe it'll get a little bit better. But yeah, no, now it's been raining for two weeks, so now it's for two days, so now it's like literally wet. Literally oh, very I love rain, though. It rained all day yesterday, but so yeah, uh, no, it's definitely it's definitely good. I remember seeing a little while ago, like we've had like something like one percent of the rain we're supposed to have for like the season here, so we're like parched. So this is actually good. Yeah, the grass was turning brown here too, and I was like, eh, it seems like it's oh, really? like you know when it doesn't rain for a while and the grass starts to turn brown, you're like, boy, I wouldn't mind if it rained a little bit. Right. <laughs> well, what's going on tonight? Not a whole lot, but I do have a story that I thought you guys might find interesting. I know you guys have been covering, or not covering, but talking about the um, Initiative 77 stuff a little bit in the yep. last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, I think you, you were talking a couple weeks ago. You were talking about like, you know, who are the, you know, who are these people who are like campaigning against it? Like, who are these people who are like actually coming out and like getting all angry about like a basic living wage? Well, I had an encounter with one of these people. Um, <laughs> So, a couple weeks ago, not a couple weeks ago, like maybe about a month ago or so, um, I was hanging around with some friends down in, uh, you know, like the area around DuPont, DuPont Circle? Yep. It's like incredibly, it was unbelievably like bougie around that area. So, every single restaurant in that area had like a no on 77 sign in the window. Every single one. It's on every single lamppost. And at the time, I was like, okay, this is ridiculous, but like, what am I going to do about it, right? So... A couple days later, after I noticed all these signs down there, I had a job interview in that same exact area, and <laughs> I was kind of feeling a little bit petty, so before I went to the job interview, I got a marker and some paper and just took a bunch of, uh, took a bunch of paper and wrote basically on each one of the pieces, like, hey, your staff, you fucking tyrannical children, and I went around DuPont and I just kind of like slapped these signs over the uh, over the other ones, just like, you know, for the sake of just being a little bit uh, obnoxious towards Yeah. Me. So, a day or so later, I was back in the area, and I decided to go around and check, like, what had happened to my signs. So, I'm wandering around, I'm looking around, and I sort of, like, I've made the rounds, obviously my signs are gone, but whatever, and I'm heading back, but I'm still seeing, like, more and more and more of these signs popping up, and my blood pressure's pretty high. And I look down the street, and who do I see walking towards me? Two guys carrying, you know, gigantic packs of these No. 177 signs, which are everywhere. So I found, like, the guys who are doing this. And Holy shit. They walk. Yeah, no, so this is the thing. I, I just run into, like, exactly the two people who are, like, behind all this. And this guy walks by, and I don't know. I was just, like, I was, like pissed at that moment so this guy walked by and I said hey man why do you hate workers and he looked at me and he was like I don't hate workers and I was like well then why are you campaigning for like why why are you campaigning for lower wages then and he's like well I'm a bartender and I'm you know like I make good wages and I don't want to like I don't want to get some cut or whatever and his, his partner was like oh well I'm a uh you know, I've been bartending for like 40 years. I'm like, I, don't, I wouldn't want to give up my wage. Like, blah, blah, blah. And this whole thing just, it just devolved into like them just yelling at me. Like, have you ever worked in service? Like, who do you know in service? Like, what, you know, what's your background? Blah, blah, blah. And I just walked off. Anyway, so here's the conclusion here. I happened to see like a day or so later an interview that this guy did, this exact guy that I ran into on the street with BuzzFeed. It turns out he works for 
He's a bartender at the Hamilton, which is like this unbelievably like, you know, overpriced, just like insufferably, you know, upper class um, restaurant like in the sort of like the capital area where he apparently makes $50 an hour in tips. Well, and so I mean, you would. I mean, but he's not going to lose those, right? Like, why? No. Why would that go away? Yeah, I don't think those people are going to be tighter with their money. It's it's unclear to me, but like, you know, if you want to know, there's your answer. I mean, they, the people who do this stuff are like, I think the people who are like, yeah, backing the no campaign are like, they're basically they're they're white people who work for nice restaurants. Yeah, you know, I, they're yeah. not the people. Sorry. You're, no, you're, they're, they're they're not they're not the people who are like you know actually voting in favor of this you know which is to say that the poor um, you know black and brown communities in the city which are you know actually working for you know who are living on those tips as opposed to just being a nice paycheck. Right. Yeah. I mean that that's the thing is I I there's this idea it's it really this plays out over all of our economy that. There's this up, there's this without putting a cap on the upper limit, you can make, you can make a million dollars an hour doing tips if you were just the most hardest working bartender in town, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the, or that, right. like you can get even to the mythical $50 an hour. And, uh, um, yeah. But that is just not the case for everyone. It's like five jobs. There's like yeah. five jobs where that happens. And you have to well, right. know, you have to guy. know people too. Like, it's not like that guy that bartends at the Hamilton was a guy that didn't know somebody that got, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not saying he didn't work hard to get where he was. And I'm sure he did work hard to learn everything. But I, if you looked at what sort of, you know, social networking he's done, before he got this job at the Hamilton, I'll bet you could trace how he got that job and how it's out of reach of normal people. You know, well, there's just not right. enough no, of I mean, that. Yeah, and it's it, the issue is in isn't this a, article. Sorry, go ahead. In this article, I actually said he grew up in like he grew up in like the, the suburbs of DC. Like he's been here his entire life. He definitely has some kind of a network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah, that's uh really hard to argue against. Just because so there's so many people that think. That you're trying to take away fifty dollars an hour from them, and I just couldn't imagine it would change at all. They make more money in a place like that. He would probably get ten more. Do- He'd probably be making sixty dollars an hour if that thing passed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I but mean, I think, people, like, I mean, do you think he? Pro- I mean, here's the thing: he probably knows because again, we're talking about somebody who is at the peak top of the thing right he probably knows people that own restaurants he probably plans to own his own bar someday it's just it's like a he's a climber and yeah like that's fine oh yeah you know no, th- i mean that's one of the things that he that's one of the things he kept saying like i kept saying like why are you not like because he was saying oh people are going to stop tipping it's going to cause these problems like well why are you not why aren't you putting this pressure on your boss rather than the customers and the first thing he said was great relationship with my boss they, you know we've always worked side by side together blah, blah 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 it's like of course like they're i think a lot of these guys are very much like they're on the same he's getting extra it's cr- not in name they're, they're they're on the same level as like the people who are in charge yeah he's getting extra credit from the small business tyrant yeah 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 absolutely he's inspiring small business tyrants well yeah i mean and that's the thing about the restaurant industry is you're gonna have those people because it is a stratified sort of uh pay scale there there are people that make no money and there are people that do make a lot of fucking money working in restaurants but it's such a like 
it's such a wide margin of like, there's so many people that are almost making nothing, you know, there are so many people yeah, that have no that's benefits. Where most people are at. Yeah. And then there's like a few people at the top and they think they're the people that want to own the restaurants. It, they probably this guy probably thinks that, Oh, well, if they pass this, it'll take me longer to get to own a bar because I'll have to pay my employees $15 an hour, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I mean, I kept saying to him, like, you know, but what, okay, great, you make like 50 bucks an hour, but what about, like, I mean, you know, you can look at the, you know, the research that the Department of Labor has done in, like, D.C. on, like, wage theft and stuff, you know, most of the people who are working on the tips minimum wage, you know, making, are not, they're not making the $15, and they're the, you know, I think the minimum is right now, it's like 13.25, but they're not making that minimum they're supposed to be making, so what about all those people? Because they're not, they're not making 50 bucks an hour. And he's like, oh, you're, you know, he didn't, he never responded to that. He just kind of, he just kept turning around and being like, oh, you know, have you ever worked in service? Who do you know? And it's like, they just, I don't think they want to, they don't want to have to deal with that. They don't want to yeah. have to face it. And like, it's just kind of like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of the, that's a lot of those politics uh, just come from like, I don't want to acknowledge that, or that would make me feel bad if I thought about that, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I found that, that would make me feel bad if I thought about that. Right. I mean, I found this guy's Twitter and he's like, he's, you know, the most, he's an archetypal liberal in the sense of like, he's like talking all day about like social justice issues, but not everything except, you know, everything except the matter of like actually paying people. Yeah, taking care of the people that he's supposedly fighting for. Wow. That's uh, that's shitty. That what an asshole. Well, thanks for saying something to him. I do appreciate you uh, getting him on a huff. Well, I was just like, I don't know. I'm tidy. I, I was That's fine. Like, That's was good, too. Eh, fuck it. I'm getting yeah. out of here now. I don't want to follow yeah, through right. with this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I just kind of like, I just, like, I just, at some point I was like, this is going nowhere. So yeah. I just left. But I like, cut and at run. At the same time. Yeah, I cut and yeah. run. I do, I, I do the same thing sometimes. I'm just like, I don't, I don't need to save face with nobody in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I mean, they were just like, we we weren't even talking about the issues at that point. They were right. just like, well, you know, what do you know? I was like, okay, all right, whatever, buddy. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, I saw like, you know, like the, like, like if you like look up the, uh, the BuzzFeed interview they did and stuff like this guy, like all the pictures of him are like him and like, you know, a nicely tailored blazer. He's got like, you know, it's like a little pocket square. Like he's clearly, he, you know, he was put, you know, in his conversation, he was putting himself as like, you know, really like, sir, you know, salt of the earth, working class man, you know, working for his dime, whatever. He's, it's clear that he's not, you know, he's not struggling. Sure. Like, I don't know. You want to know who's behind the no on 77 campaign. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> Thanks for putting that face on that. We appreciate it. Yeah, sure. That, that white face with probably that hair that all the Republicans have, that shark hair that they yeah. get, and those black doll's eyes that they are coming to take everything away from you and give it to, like, your rich neighbor or something like that. Those guys, that's who's behind it. Oh, did you see that asshole in the U.K. that's kicking out single moms? Uh, I saw, like, a, a, a headline a, screenshot. A headline yeah. screenshot, and then I, I looked at it for a second, and I didn't get back to the it. The guy looked like the most disgusting, cartoonish pig version of, like, a capitalist. Yeah. You well, can imagine. They always do. He had, like, a giant protruding gut that was bursting out of his suit jacket, thinning white, like you said, shark hair, <laughs> and the black eyes, the doll eyes. I, I like that, the doll eyes. Yeah. So they call Jaws. Just dead. Yeah, dead, dead behind the eyes, man. All right, let's see who is on the line here next. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, so this 
is my second time calling in, uh, and so regular listeners don't remember me, but uh, tonight I'm naming names, so I'm a Terry. What's up, Terry? Hey, Terry. A veteran Terry, though. You're a veteran. We salute yeah. you. How how do you spell Terry? How do you spell Terry? Oh, well, T-Y-R-R-I-E. Woo. Oh, I like Terry. that. I like that, Terry. Terry. I like that version Okay, of Terry. Terry. All right. Let's see what you got. What's going right. on? Yeah, and I... First, I want to give a shout out. I met with uh, some fellow local street fighters last night and had a great time. So shout out to all y'all. Uh, and so I'm going to tell my union salting story. Nice, great. Let's hear it. All right. So I um, this was I had showed up. To, some backstory before it. I had showed up to my first uh, DSA chapter meeting and was just talking to group of people mentioned, I'm looking for a job, and this guy said, well, I work for a labor union, and we have a program where we help people find jobs, um, <laughs> and so <laughs> I was, you know, very excited, thought I might, yeah, be getting a union job, I had no idea about anything yet, so I got the information, got, uh, got a follow-up meeting scheduled with him, um, and that's when I learned about the act uh, or, you know, got introduced to the, uh, the the salting process in general, and um, it was really great. They uh, they trained me about all you know the ins and outs of 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 agitation and 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 you know organizing the workplace and uh, helped me you know budge my uh, resume and started driving me around to a bunch of different places uh, to go in and, like, just walk in and try to land an interview. Um, but none of the, their, you know, their major, most, the vast majority of their, um, of their workers come from, or of their, you know, uh, shops or, or hotels. Um, and I, with, you know, my few, ex- my fake experience, <laughs> couldn't get a job uh, at any of those, or even a, an interview, hardly. Um, and so I eventually ended up at this rinky-dink little restaurant that was one of their mi- minor targets that was actually... The only reason it was a target, really, was because it's on uh, city property. It was in the city-owned private airport. Uh, and so... And this small business tyrant... John Clarizio is the motherfucker's name. Um, <laughs> name and names. He, so he bought that, that bought the, it was just a bar for, you know, all these rich pilots at the to, uh, a while ago, and he bought it 27 years ago and turned it into an, uh, an aviation-themed restaurant. Ooh, fun. So, well, Did you get of, little you know, captain's wings when you get in the door? <laughs> I, I might as well have because instead of uh, there was it was a long ass menu and instead of all, any normal names for any of the dishes it was all uh, names of planes. Oh no! And I had all of it just you... as a buster and food runner. Well, there <laughs> well, here's the first. I, I was I was hired as a buster and working also as a food runner even though those are supposed to be different jobs, even according to his system. Um, 
and he wanted me to be doing both every day, the whole shift. I mean, not every day, actually. He only gave me uh, 16 hours a week. So that was another issue. Um, and he, when he hired me, he said, he said, yeah, he'd start me part-time. I was looking for full-time, and he said he'd start me part-time, and after about three months, uh, he'd see uh, about giving me more hours. And about exactly three months in, he actually cut one of my shifts. So that's... Um, that's one instance. I mean, there's just there's just so many. I can just start uh, going down the list of of all the bullshit that uh, that he did. Well, first first of all, yeah, he had a severe anger management issue and took it out on all his workers uh, and had two settings: pissed as fuck and not pissed yet. <laughs> that re- you're like so. The guy you're describing reminds me of the Danny that I worked with at. Uh fuck all name names at Lexi's in Columbus. Uh, I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he was kind of the same way. Like you, you were like, everybody said that he can, like when do you get hired? Did other employees sort of warn you about him? Like he can, he has kind of an attitude, oh, you know? Oh yeah. It was, it was a, uh, there was a process of learning the cult, the internal culture of, of the restaurant that I mean, everyone, they just, when he's around, everyone just ducks their heads. It, it was such a, you know, hostile environment, uh, and so ripe for, for, you know, some, some class-based revolt. Um, and, so, and I got in there, and going, you know, beyond the, the bullshit stuff, like, well, he, uh, you know, he would always cut me, like, two, three hours into the shift if it was slow. Right. Um. What was the and, what was the training period like? Like what? So when you get in there and they're like, "We got to train you." Was there a training period? Because I know I've had both. I've had both things happen to me where there was no training period, and he just yelled at me the whole time until I figured out what I was supposed to do. And then there were times where it was like, "Okay, here's the training period," and he puts you with somebody, and then you sit with that person, and that person basically just trains you on how not to piss him off. Yeah, it was about, I mean, there was the first three shifts he gave me uh, were, were shifts that I never got again, and I was officially shadowing another buffer um, and helping, you know, do that and learning on the job, um, and that was, that was the training, and that was, and yeah, everyone there was teaching me about how not to piss them off. Yeah, so the other busser was, um, did the other bus you try to busser try to warn you at the beginning like I like it when people like you get in there and like man if you yeah. got any other prospects this might not be <laughs> or like the first time they blow up and someone says like it that happens a lot around here. Yes. Yeah. Everyone in the restaurant like knows how much better and more productive we were when he wasn't there. Oh yeah. Um, and like how we were just, we weren't on edge. Um, and can I ask and you? He would always that he was the epitome of a micromanager. He would get in and do our jobs for us and yell at us at how we were doing him wrong uh, when we couldn't. We literally couldn't do them because he just pushed us out of the way. Because he's in the way. Um, can I ask you? Like uh, one of the things that happened. One of my big experiences at Lexi's. That's it's like a deli in downtown Columbus. They just run lunch hours. I. 
people that work in the building just eat there, you know. Uh, but like one of the big experiences I had there was the first like three or four times he blew up, he would come to me and be like, these guys, I mean, I wouldn't act like he would act like me and you, me and you are oh, cool. You know I, mean? I like you. Like me and you are cool. These I would never people are yell idiots. at you. Yeah. They're dummies. You got to yell at them. Yeah. No. I mean, he had his handful of favorites in the front of house. It was very, uh, racialized. Um, and he was all, he was definitely always way harder on the back of house, uh, and way more overtly, you know, uh, just, just incredibly verbally abusive to, to the back of house. Um, but, and so, but going beyond, yeah, beyond just the bullshit stuff into the, uh, you know, possibly illegal stuff, definitely illegal stuff is, uh, my, my very first payday, um, one of my coworkers was, um, like, a, a couple of them were looking at their paycheck like, what the fuck, there's at least a couple hundred dollars that I definitely made that aren't here. Um, and I, so I, you know, in my in, information gathering, um, capacity was like, does this happen often? And the one who I was right next to was like, I haven't been paying attention lately, but... Yeah. So I started keeping track of every, every, um, like, hour log stuff I got at the end of every time I clocked out. I, I saved and stapled to my paycheck and add them, added them up. Um, and consistently, every pay period, there was about a half an hour shaved off my, my, uh, paycheck. Holy and shit. And so, yeah, and it added, it, it would add up to, to that. I mean, that was, you know, six dollars, uh, uh, he was stealing from me every two weeks, and that added the fuck up. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like a ex- few months of, of, uh, electric bill. Mm hmm. And the, the only explanation that Not I could months. think of, uh, was that he was manually going in and rolling forward a few minutes every day I clocked in, uh, the few minutes ahead of my specific hour scheduled to the, the hour and not paying me for those first few minutes I worked. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that's a classic one. Yeah, you don't get paid if you clock in before the start time. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't get paid for my first day at Lexi's. I like, the whole didn't get first anything. Day? I didn't get nothing. They were like, just come in and hang around and work and bust tables and shit. <laughs> but it's the training day. You don't get paid for today. We'll just see if you work. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't have a pay, uh, or, you know, I wasn't in the system yet, but I pretty, I did get paid for the day. Um, but, uh, there was worse, there was worse wage theft going on than I experienced. Uh, I never, it never hit me. Um, but when he, you know, I guess was in a bind, he would try to pull something. Um, yeah, it was, it was a mess. Um, and, I, uh, unfortunately, you know, I hit a brick wall in terms of organizing, uh, because I, despite doing three years of Spanish in high school, um, had forgotten basically all of it by then, and, um, there was a lot, yeah, of, of, of workers in the back of house who weren't, you know, entirely fluent in English, and, um, and so I was, you know, talking to the union about this problem 
and asking about possibilities forward, ideally, you know, someone who speaks Spanish to get in there with me. Um, but, like, I don't blame them for not really, you know, directing too much focus. This was a, a, a small fry uh, uh, campaign. In turn, they had just had, like, three major huge hotels go public in the, in the month around that same time. Um, so, uh, you know... Uh, how long did you last? Can I ask how long you lasted? Right, four months total. Hey, you you For did five, the same about the same as me. Good job. Hey, you have the staying prou- power of a murder Brian. So that's something to be proud of. I made it, I think, five months maybe, and you know, I I just couldn't do it anymore. I can't get yelled at that much. Like I think once I turned in, into an adult, I was like, hmm, maybe not gonna get yelled at a whole bunch. Well, hey, I um, did you salt? Did you get a chance to salt any other places? Uh, no, I ended up um, just finding a. Well, I started school full time shortly after that, um, and then it was able to find a gig as a paid canvasser um, by a few months after that, and that and got by for a couple months with with that. Yeah, that's um, another tough one to try to earn money on is is the canvassing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was for it was festival though, so it was pretty great. Yeah, um, it was a fun experience. Got getting to talk about those issues was was fun. Well, um, that's awesome. Yeah, but a little bit, a little bit of of justice uh, in the um, in that I, a couple months ago I read I read an article. Uh, Finding out that the city council of the the town had uh, voted after a long political struggle over this had voted to shut down the the airport by 2020 or 2021, uh, something like that. And so that means that yeah, he's losing his restaurant. Good. Um, Good. I, Hopefully, uh, he doesn't get another one. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm naming his name John Clarizio. Don't go to his restaurant wherever it ends up. And John um, John Clarizio, please get have to get a job at an Amazon warehouse now. Like I hope <laughs> like that's my wish on everybody now. Everybody that's bad now, I'm like, God, I hope you have to go get a job at a fucking Amazon warehouse now. I mean, I, they'll obviously run into me when this thing goes under, but yeah. <laughs> that I already know that I'm gonna end up at one. They think they're bulletproof. Well, after the Pinkos took over, there was no more jobs for a small business tyrant like me. I had to get a Amazon gig. <laughs> Yep. Sending out free stuff to all of the leeches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you know that that's where you end up in the end anyway. Nationalized Amazon. That's where we're going to make them work for. <laughs> <laughs> that would be even better. Yeah, yeah the free Amazon. All day just giving stuff to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling. That's really cool. Like, uh, I'm glad you got out of that place, though, because what a, what a shit like a situation. Dump, yeah. yeah. Also, fucking, yeah. I hate restaurants that theme stuff like that. It's like, if it's hard, like, if it was like he was naming things after, like, airplanes. Yeah. Like, I like, so I go to every this, sing, There's not that many airplanes. People don't know that many airplanes. Know. We know Cessna. B-52. <laughs> oh, this is a Learjet. No, B-52 bomber uh, our, uh, dish was a fucking huge-ass half-pounder burger with uh, full-sized onion ring 
uh, in the middle of it, and you, you had a steak knife through the middle to keep it upright. Jesus. Yuck. That's disgusting. Um, I was thinking... <laughs> like a fucking meatloaf. I was thinking maybe jalapeno poppers would be your bombers, like big, fat, like huge jalapenos. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. Uh, there's a wing place that I enjoy. That, that's what I was going to say. There's a wing place I like that names everything after bombers. But bombers? they name their huh. wings. At, like they like name, planes? Yeah, but they don't name them after the planes. They're like, like this the is fat the fat baby or whatever. This is the DC-9. This is oh, the DC-10. Like, they make it fairly easy to figure out. Hey, that didn't make it easier at all. I understood <laughs> what a fat baby is more than like a DC-10. <laughs> I don't know. It always seemed easy to figure out. But if you're just naming it after different airplanes, it's like, I don't know. I want the stealth bomber, which is no food from that gross place. I'll have the... Uh, Leonardo da Vinci gyrocopter fries. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks for calling in. That, that was really cool. Thanks for naming names, too. Say his name one more time. John Clarizio. John. His name was John Clarizio. His name was John Clarizio. Have a good one. I wish we would have started when we started doing the naming names bit to keep all the names. Well, we should have a list. A list of names. A list of names. <laughs> the, we need a directory. Named. <laughs> yeah, but you could look somebody's name up in the Street Fight directory. See what kind of small business tyrant you're in for. Well, hopefully nobody that's listening to this show now will ever work for John Clarizio. Yeah. Well, okay. it sounds like John Clarizio's fucked, you know? Yeah, and he'll it? be out of business <laughs> eventually. Actually, that Lexi's is still open oh, yeah. and rolling. Oh, that's how you, yeah. But you, you, you called Lex, Lexi's. You're the one that like totally figured out like why Lexi's is open. And it's just like, he didn't invent anything. He didn't like make up a new dish. He was like, I can get this beef for this much and sell it for this much yeah. and make a Reuben. I mean, sandwiches sell themselves, <laughs> yeah. especially when it's like right under the big, one of the biggest office buildings in town. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard to do business that way. Yeah. But we've been talking a lot about that. I've been trying to teach Gwen that about how like rich people aren't necessarily smart because I feel like there's like this rash of people who think that getting rich it's American culture. It's not like a right. rash of people, but it, it's, it seems like a lot because I guess like I've tweeted jokes recently about Elon oh. Musk and I just get people in my mentions that are like, this guy's a fucking genius. And I'm like, he just, I mean, they'll be like, he's a genius. He has, he's a millionaire. I'm like, that doesn't, he's a dumbass. And he's also, he's not, people are confused and they think that he's doing all of the science stuff <laughs> when he just has all of the money to pay for the science that he wants to be done. Yes. Like I would be, if I had a billion dollars, I would pay for the, sci the science that I wanted done. I yeah. wouldn't be doing the fucking science though. I don't need to. I've got a billion dollars. I don't have to do the science no more. But a guy like that will take credit. He's just the yeah. kind of scuzz that will take I, credit I dared to dream. <laughs> Spa like he's like SpaceX. People think that he's trying to get us to the moon, right? Yeah. When really, or people think that, like, the, even people will be like, he launched a car into space. And it's like, he asks somebody to make it so he can launch a car into space. And then he pressed a ceremonial button and made a car fly into space. <laughs> right. <laughs> An entire team of people all assembled it, put it together. He emailed them a lot, probably, I'm sure. Yeah. Or maybe got on some Google Glasses and did a teleconference. I was. I did a show this week. I did a, a podcast. Uh, I have to get the name like of a, it, actually. A burlesque show? 
No, I did not. You know, I wouldn't do a burlesque show. I, I did a sh- I did a show with uh with so- with with somebody about um, it's from po- go to postscarcitymagazine.com and you'll find the uh you'll find the show. Yeah, it's a show about Vince McMahon, but there's a part in it where we talked about like how rich people don't really like like uh I talk about how like Vince McMahon has guys that go out and they do their whole thing and they get over and they figure out their whole gimmick. And then he come, they come into his company. He's like, you're going to wear like Hulk Hogan, right? Like he had his whole thing figured out. And then he was like, you're going to wear red and yellow. I've invented Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm like, that is what most of this stuff is, man. That, and like, he gets to be a genius. Cause yeah. he's a billionaire. It's fucking crazy. Oh yeah. Uh, I also talked about the men who made built America, which is like one of the we should. I do, I oh god, I I listened to one of the stupidest fucking conversations on a podcast. I got close to this is the only time I've actually yelled out loud about a podcast. What happened? Someone was arguing that like Kylie Jenner was self made off of her nine hundred million dollar <clears throat> lip plumping empire that she has. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I, like that was the the men who built America is a show that the History Channel made that I brought up. That's about like Andrew Carnegie mm-hmm. and all those guys that like basically did the Elon Musk thing. They didn't send emails at the time; they sent mail and yeah, like they sent a lot of yeah brown shirts. Yeah, to to get things done, and they're like these men built America. I was like that show. Should be about the guys who had to get up and work 16 hour days and carry their toolbox to work every day and eat fucking sandwiches on steel girders above fucking New York. Yeah. People that cook their food on the back of a hoe. (laughs) That's the men who build America. God damn it. Right. All right. Let's see who's on the line here. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello. Howdy. Oh, hi. Yay. It's me. My name. Oh. Actually, I'll go by my sister's name. It's funny, you know. Uh, my grandfather's name is Terry. She's named after him, so her name's Taryn. Oh, I'm on the fence. I love it. <laughs> a Taryn. I'm Every... on the fence. I'm sorry. What was that? Because sorry, I said I'm on the fence about naming names. Actually, because my small business tyrant story is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm breaking the law by calling in already because he's made me sign an NDA. Okay, don't do it. Don't name names. Don't get yourself in trouble. (laughs) Uh, I'm thinking he hopefully won't find me or anything, but... um, You never know with small business tyrants. Well, yeah. They got a lot of... They're usually sitting in an office all day wasting time, and they got enough time to dig into an anarchist podcast to see if someone talks shit about (laughs) him. Yeah, he uh, he knows I'm a red flag, but um, he's the highest paid lawyer in the state of Florida, actually. Holy guacamole. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not in the legal business or anything. His side gig is my full-time job, which is like a really, really posh wine bar. Oh. Um, like very high, high-end sales. And it's wild where... <laughs> They're preparing to open a second location, and so we're training all of the new managers for the second store. And the treatment and the hierarchy is just out of control. 
Um, so <laughs> there, so you're supposed to do your regular job, right? And then also train new people at the same time. Oh, of course. Yeah. That, I've been doing that for a while and it's, it's the turnover is crazy. I've been over there two years and I actually, I started as like, a, uh, just on the floor selling wine. Um, but then moved into the office and there's, so there's an owner, there's a VP, there's a general manager, there's an office manager, there's two to four floor managers. Okay. There's more of them than floor floor staff. You know what I mean? Whoa. That sounds Um, like they're soaking this rich guy. Oh, it's, it's insane. And so all the new managers that are cycling in are like a cheese consultant making six figures to talk about our cheese program and like yeah nasty shit like that and so this guy is just he's getting taken for a ride then i i just imagine like you you know some rich guy that is into this food thing and you just sell him on like oh i need to be the manager of the i had need to be your cheese manager you know you got you need someone for that yeah one of our head servers always He's, um, our head server has been there 10 years and he like, you know, works hard, knows what he's doing and is actually respectable and stuff. And he always says like, there's more chiefs than Indians there. And it's kind of the symptom, I guess. But, um, I also wanted to shout out my older sister who got me into talking about you guys because she's like 10 years older than me, way smarter than me, um, way more versed and, thoughtful and articulate about all of you'll get there you'll get there yeah but i love uh listening to your show because i feel at home in this thing because i'm always the only person at work constantly throwing myself to like the wolves in the office like um i'm just always the one screaming and speaking up agitating (laughs) yeah because a minute the treatment is just a nightmare. It's really, really terrible. But I don't know. There's a new story every weekend, so I won't ramble on. But yeah, yeah that's the small business tyrants that I'm dealing with. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That. I mean, and I don't. I, you can get away with that stuff if you can. It's. I. I always did. If I could just be like, you know, this is egregious. What you're doing. You. This is just awful. Uh. You know. So I'm glad that you've at least get to push back a little bit. Where are you at? Where are you located? Oh, you're in Florida. Orlando. Oh, you're in Orlando. Well, Florida yeah, I'm was from on our South Florida. For, you where at? I'm sorry, I'm from South Florida, living in Orlando. Okay, that's on our map. We need to do that. We need to call up Stoke and see what he's doing. We need to get he's down to Orlando. Florida. Is he Orlando? He's yes. You got to stay away from the theme parks, though. You definitely. That's not Orlando. We would There's, never in our know, lives go to those theme parks. <laughs> Unless yeah. we were with our families, but we would just go down to Florida alone, I think. That would be a Brett and Brian trip. <laughs> My family doesn't want to go to Disney World. We probably I'll go to, I want to go to Bush Gardens <laughs> is where I want to I like that place a lot. Tampa, yeah, I've been there on mushrooms. Good time. Fuck but the yeah. animals will make you sad, to be honestly. I gotta say. When you're on mushrooms? You got sad about the animals? No, no. They have like elephants and cheetahs. It's pretty sad. Yeah, I was. There. I remember when I was a kid. Uh, I went when I was in like third grade, I think. Uh, but the animals didn't make me sad then. That they just make me sad now. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, well you, you'll you'll find better better spots. Uh, when a park, you know, 
Milk District, Milk oh. City. That's where Stoga um, is, Winter Park. Uh, okay. And uh, Florida loves Kratom, too, right? Oh, you know what? You guys actually have inspired me. I've been listening to you all year. I, tonight, I made my first cup of Kratom. I tried it for the first time. I feel good. I've been overworked. Yesterday, I worked from noon to 2 a.m. Today, I worked from uh, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. And it's back 9 to 6 the rest of the week. So Wow. Um, yeah. Enjoyed that. Yeah, relax the back. <laughs> Yeah, well, I enjoy listening to you guys, so that helps. And thanks um, for taking my call. Yeah, not a problem. We appreciate you calling in. Have a great night. Thank yeah. you. You too. All right. Small That's business tough. in Florida's small businessville, though. Yeah. That's where the, all the small business tyrants go to retire, actually, probably. And that is a lot of managers. That's amazing. I've never been in one of those circumstances. I just, I've only heard stories of him, and I also have watched a lot of Kitchen Nightmares. And he'll go into these places where a restaurant has like six managers, and he's like, "Why the fuck is there a menu manager?" You know, <laughs> well, yeah. someone has to manage the menus. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> why is there why is there a bathroom manager? Yeah, why is there a, a front end manager, a back manager, the manager's girlfriend, the yes. manager that sits at the bar the whole time? The man- yes, the manager that sits at the bar. <laughs> That's the whole me. Time. That's the manager I want to be. Is the manager that sits at the bar and drinks all day, texting with your head in your hands, and then getting pissed when people make you get out of your chair. <laughs> Yeah, I like the bar rescues where the manager that sits at the bar and drinks all the time actually like goes to like his the he goes and he has one thing that he does all day. Like I watched this one where they did duck races uh-huh. or like turtle races or some kind of races at this bar where and that was the only thing the manager did all day. He sat and drank and he'd be like, "Time for the duck races," and he'd get up and he he'd MC the whole thing and had the time of his life. And then he goes sit at the bar. Never did a fucking lick of work, man. Was, <laughs> his whole fucking thing was just like the one fun thing they do at that bar. I'm the backbone of this place. You know, everybody comes here for the duck races. Yeah, the one fun thing they do, he's there. Yeah, there's lots of hermit crab racing going on in the bars in Florida too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, I probably wouldn't be into that. If but. you were super hammered, you would be. Yeah, they don't move fast. Oh, fuck they, it. Sometimes they pick up speed, though, and that's when you really get charged up. Yeah, <laughs> you get charged up. All right, let's see who's on the line next here. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is the uh, Shiproll. Howdy, Shiproll. What's up, Shiproll? How's it going? Shiproll. Oh, nothing much. Strip ship pole parole is call-in show family. Been calling since the beginning. Yeah, we should put your name on the bingo card. Yep. Yep, you should be on the bingo. Well, you haven't called as much. He's he's not been calling as much lately. No, no. I we don't I notice. Did. He probably thinks we don't notice that he doesn't call. But every week, we turn off the mics and we say, ship parole didn't call. So that's a problem. <laughs> We've lost Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I have called. It's just, uh, I don't know. I, I end up like... You know, be getting getting in there too late on the queue, so I I, I give up. But uh, this week I didn't give up. I, I pulled through. Well, sweet. What's going on with you lately? Well, I uh, I needed some advice from you guys with a, a situation that happened uh, last week. Awesome. Nobody asks us for advice very much anymore. So I I want to give some advice. What what do you need here? Um. So I was uh, almost sold a life insurance plan um, by 
someone who I consider a coworker slash friend, and uh, they did it in a very sneaky kind of shady way. And uh, uh, let me let me explain it. So um, you know, I had this friend or coworker say like, "Hey, I have a new job. You know, I'm working at this uh, life insurance company, and you know, I need someone to practice my spiel with." And I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'll help you out. Like, yeah, I'll meet up with you, and you know, you can do your spiel." So I meet up with him uh, last Thursday night. He's with another guy. And um, first we meet up at a restaurant and, you know, I get some food and, he's, you know, and then we go back to his house. And uh, apparently we can't go in the house because everyone's sleeping. So he takes me out to his backyard where it's dark and we sit at the table and he starts doing his spiel for life insurance. And, uh, mind you, I, I was under the impression this was all like, you know, I, so I played along, you know, you know, he's, uh, you know, he asking questions and, you know, giving my information, you know, personal health information, you know, assuming this was a real, you know, thing and it real interview to get life insurance or it wasn't, but I was trying to pretend for his sake. Sure. And at a certain point, he's like, um, so uh, what 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 is your social security number? And I'm an idiot, and I gave it to him. And then at a certain, I, I, it starts to dawn on me, like, oh, this is for real. Like this is not something he's just practicing. <laughs> yeah. And Brett, um, he uh, he then he, uh, towards the end, he's okay. Like, are you ready? What do you think? And I. And I'm still kind of like, is this real or is this not real? And he's, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the life insurance. And he's like, okay, uh, we just need your checking account information. And then I was, it was at that point I realized he was like, this, he, this is real. And uh, I just said I, I didn't know it off the top of my head. I, um, and you know, I didn't sign anything. And you know, he's like, okay, we'll just, we'll get it next week. We'll, you get it next week and we can sign and you'll have your life insurance plan. No. But, uh. Hey, Shiprol is already on the bingo card. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. This rules. Can I, can I just tell you, like, that I feel yeah. for you getting, like, ripped off by a guy, but this is the most amazing sale I have. I, this is maybe the best one that I've heard on, on this show for sure. I would have never thought to just be like, Hey, you mind if like, that's how I would sell every time. If I was this guy now, I'd be like, Hey, you know, buddy, I'm starting to sell this life insurance as a side gig. Would you mind if I practice my pitch? On yeah, that's you? really good. That's a really great way to get people in. <laughs> was he pretty good? How was the pitch? No, it wasn't even that good. He was practicing. So I'm like, yeah, this, could be better you know there could be better lighting instead of being in this dark backyard so i can barely read anything well at, at any point did he just look at you and kind of put his hands out and say just come on man <laughs> like i need uh, no, I need this for my job like, toward, towards the end of it he was like uh, you know when he gave me the whole spiel he's like so what do you think and i was like uh, i assume i'm supposed to say like yeah i'll take the life insurance since we're kind of doing this oh, role no. play thing so i said yeah, but to be honest, like if it if I'd actually, you know, I, of course I wouldn't want. I'm 25 years old. I don't need life insurance. You know, I, I, 
What? What? Did he so, give you a good reason for like why you need? He was like, "You're like I'm 25 years old. I don't need life insurance. Like you never know what's gonna accidents happen." happen. You know? But the, can I say the funny that there's like something really funny about like you be like if he was making up the questions to ask you where where you were like this isn't a very he's practicing he's just practicing but he's done it a million times and this is just how he sells shit. <laughs> So, what are you going to do? Are, are, have you officially bought this life insurance? No, I did not. I did not sign anything. He does not have my checking account information, but he's supposed to follow up with me <laughs> sometime this week. And uh, I guess at that point, it's, I'm going to tell him, like, no, I'm, I'm not interested. But the thing is, I, I after this, like, I don't know if I can be friends with the guy. Cause <laughs> it was just kind of weird you no, know if yeah. the, i would say if i were and i i don't know this person right i would feel like let, let's say brett did that to me right like brett tried to get me in a scam multi-level let's, let's just call it like a, a a plexus right i mean i would think that maybe we weren't friends like in the same way that yeah i think we like me and you were friends right and and i'm not like a mark i'm not like somebody <laughs> <laughs> just like I, I don't know it would make you feel like it would make me feel as though maybe i was putting more stock in this friendship than the person who used me to sell life insurance well okay and then there's a there's a whole nother piece to this and that this is a life insurance company that specialized in selling life insurance to union members Okay, well, that's good. Oh, actually, that's probably bad if it's a bad company. I mean, and it's it's this weird. It, 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 I, I've done more research, and it definitely is this weird kind of multi-level marketing thing where, like, at towards the end of it, he was saying you should work here too. Like, oh he was no, saying, you should get a job. Yeah, I actually <laughs> get know, a. Uh, I get a little bit of a kickback if you do, and then you get something, no, and then you get a little bit. <laughs> He's saying like, oh yeah, we, you know, it's a cool workplace, and you know, you get to decide your own pay, and you know, we play football sometimes in the middle of the day. It's really, oh you know, God, so you he's get to- not only trying to sell me life insurance, but trying to, you know, get me to work there. You also get to test the boundaries of your friendships. <laughs> he is pulling literally every single thing Brett says about like bad sales jobs. He said every one of the things. He said you get to choose your own paycheck. We play football with each other. (laughs) You can do it in your spare time. He said he hit all. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, depending on your history, it does seem like a dude like this sees you as like maybe not as much of a friend as you see them as. Sure. The only thing I can think of is that literally they sat him down and said, go through your Rolodex. Yeah. Anyone you think remotely might be interested in this life insurance stuff, call them, set up a meeting with them. You know? No, there was absolutely... I'm sorry, go ahead. And the sad thing is, the sad thing is, like, I can tell, like, the guy, he's really excited about the job, and he thinks he's, you know, he's going to go places, and that, you know? And it's so clear that this is kind of, you know... I don't know no, what it is. Good. So, yeah, there's a thing in town this week called 31, right? And it's this enormous, it's a bag company. They make bags and then they, uh, they embroider names and shit on them, right? 
And it's enormous, dude. I'm talking like all of downtown is filled with these people. It's just charter bus after charter bus after charter bus for this multi-level marketing scheme right now for a convention. And I'm like, how do that many people, because all those people see an enormous amount of like potential in this thing. And like you'll walk by the convention goers and they'll have those little ribbons on their lanyard thing. And they'll just have ribbons all the way down to their knees. Like I've been doing this for five years. I've sold this many bags. I've done this. And you're just like, how is like, how does this fucking ecosystem still exists after avon Bullying. like how come avon did happened and then people were like avon's kind of a ripoff but they did that right people now were like avon's kind of a ripoff but they're like but have you tried thrust or fucking yeah. plexus or <laughs> this life insurance like how does it fucking keep happening i don't think avon's a ripoff though is it my wife likes it. I think for the people who are selling it. Oh, yeah. For the people who are selling it. <laughs> fuck, yeah. It's a waste of That's time. That's what I mean. I don't think things are a ri- Like, I'm not saying all of these things are a ripoff. I'm sure people get uh, something out of a lot of these things. Like, if if, if but you Shit have- Pro bought this life insurance and died, somebody would probably get the money. Yeah. That's, right. I'm not saying that's no, not true. No, I mean, true. we talked about who the money would go to. Like, they were saying, like, so who, who do you think the money would go to? I was like... I guess my mom, and then it's like, well, if she wasn't around anymore, I'm like, my girlfriend, I guess. And it was like, (laughs) you know. Very tenuous. Yeah, they would get their hands on the money. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I'm yeah. saying that the salespeople right. always are so excited about it, and they're always so ready. Like, they think that this is going to be the thing that finally pays for their vacation that they've been putting off for 10 years or something, you know? Well, this is exactly like what you're talking about was when the sales job, one of the sales jobs I had, there was a manager that was like the head honcho. He could sell anything. He was just phone sales his whole life. And he would keep like, he, he owned a house and he would have like four guys that would rent out a room from him. And he would always come up with shit like that. Uh, like you said, the Rolodex thing. I'm absolutely certain that one of his bosses said, why don't you go get on your Facebook, call the closest acquaintances you can and see if you can, you know, try out your script on him. And then maybe they might actually be interested because oh, yeah. he would say shit like, uh, we used to, tr- we used to sell insurance leads. He'd say, you know, you think you don't know anybody, but you've got it. You've got car insurance. You got here with car insurance. And we're like, yeah. He's like, so you must know your agent. Why don't you give them a call and see if they want some leads? <laughs> so they would, he would say shit like that. And it is, you know, the thing about it is it's, I think the, the selling items when you get paid per is you know how much you're making. It's and and you feel like there's an opportunity to get more. It's like if you sit around for an hour and you get paid ten dollars an hour, you're getting ten dollars. If you get paid ten dollars per policy and you sell four in an hour, you made forty dollars that hour. And the addiction comes in where you're just constantly trying to sell embroidered bags to everybody you know, and it kind of works. You know, you bully enough people in the l- l- line at a Wendy's <laughs> and they might just buy a fucking bag, but you have to be a really obnoxious over the line crosses boundaries type person. Right. And, and, and like, I, I, you know, what I pick, I've never been involved. Maybe we should try to get involved in one of these things just MLM? to see how, I, I just would like to see how, how they t- rope people in because like, 
I feel like the thing that probably happens is it's sort of like the lottery is that like you start spending all the money you're going to make and you sit down and you get a little piece of paper and you start writing down like, okay, if I do this and who can't do that, how could I not sell a hundred bags? Once I get to a hundred policies and I'm going to get that motorcycle. Yeah. It's like, uh uh-oh, I have a bunch of other bills and groceries to pay for now. (laughs) All I have to do is have 15 of these sex toy parties and I'm finally going to be able to go to Orlando for three days. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i that is a it's i mean i guess like like if the if the way brett puts it and the way you put it like maybe he did just i mean you're a good person for being like go ahead and try this pitch on me like i think that's a good yeah. thing to do uh, like I, I mean it's weird because like you probably don't want to be like you crossed a line you sort of crossed the line with me right now <laughs> you kind of did you know but he maybe didn't have Maybe he didn't have like grift or malice or anything in his heart. Maybe this is just well, some bad advice. In his mind, he was like, oh my God, it's fucking working. I'm getting my first sale right now. <laughs> just like he said. It was so easy. <laughs> I'm going to get a new rims on my car now. Yeah. <laughs> I finally get that gaming rig I've been I'm trying gonna... to get for my whole life. <laughs> I'm going to go get a, go put a down payment on a Gibson Les Paul. Yeah. So now you have to tell him no. I think the, the the real test here don't don't like confront him until you find out what happens when you tell him no. Keep that social security number locked up. Yeah, don't. you know what? Floating that thing around. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wasn't. Yeah, I I, I wish I didn't remember my social security number. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, why don't you see what happens? I mean, my my advice really is to see what happens when. When you tell him no, I, I mean, I had a real thing. Like my wife had a friend who was, we called her the candle lady, Renee, the candle lady. And she sold candles. She sold candles for this company and she's just on the phone. Like she called my wife like every day and she basically would be like, so how was work today? You know, how's you and Brian doing? How's all this going? And then by the end of the call, she'd be like, you want to maybe throw a candle party? Have like a party? Everybody comes over. They buy some candles. You know, you make 60 bucks. How's right, that? You, you get, get some, you get, get some free sugar salt scrub for your bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, we went to her house one time and, uh, she had, we had had like some, we bought like wood masks at a um, world market to hang on our wall. I don't fucking know why. Yeah. That's just what Getting we were doing. Tribal that's, a, that's what we were doing at the time. We go to her house. Wow. So we go to this woman's house and she has like a candle holder that's really big and made out of metal. And it's like, like kids holding hands in a circle, you know, and it looks like kind of like an African tribal like thing. And she's like, Oh, this would look great in your house. Here you go. And she gives it to Katie and Katie's like, okay, fine. And she brings it home and we set it up somewhere like out of the way too. Cause it was just kind of like, I, I don't care about this thing. You know what I mean? And then she calls us two weeks later and it's like, do you have that $25 for that candle holder I gave you? Oh, nice. and we just stopped. We just immediately, we paid her her money and never talked to her. Oh, again. you actually gave her the money? <laughs> yeah. I would have drove her right back to her house. <laughs> Throw it through a fucking window. Yeah. I would just place that shit on her porch in the middle of the night and block that number but it was just like it was like this this woman sees me as like just a big like i'm a a walking bag of money (laughs) yeah and that is uh i mean that is the way to sell that kind of stuff and if and and and, you know we've mentioned it before though in these like in the more affluent communities it's very easy 
for like someone to be like, well, she calls and asks about my day and listens to me bitch about my kids a little bit. So I'll buy a $25 candle holder. Like here, go ahead. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. She was just calling every day. I'm, I'm sure she just had like a list of women oh, yeah. that she called all the time and would her talk leads. about their day. Yeah. Yeah. We were just one of her leads. So yeah, we, we, but I mean, that was just sort of the, that was like the thing that got us. But I always was in my wife's ear like, this lady's ripping us off, man. You're you're buying $70 worth of candles every time you hang out with her. You know? <laughs> like, right. Stop doing that. Yeah, I mean, you think about what that to a person's mind, like where every single relationship, every single time you meet a new person is, you know, you have in the back of your mind that this is a, a opportunity. Yeah, well, that, yeah, they're, they're, they're the uh, way you're going to get to Paracel and Key Largo. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, you get to the, they're the reason you drive a convertible sedan. <laughs> well, Ship Pearl, thanks for calling in. I think your phone's dying on us. That should be on the bingo card. It? Ship Pearl's yeah, phone dies. Yeah, phone is on there. Phone, uh, phone trouble or Brett drops a call accidentally. All right, let's get this call and take a break. How's that One sound? One more call. We got, a, we got a call and then a break here, folks. We've been ripping through them, so. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Uh, yo, what's up, guys? Uh, this is, I guess I'll go by my Twitter handle, Explosivo in Kentucky. What's up, Explosivo? How's it going? Good, man. Uh, What's the name of the song? Thank you, guys. Explosivo. That's where I got it from. (laughs) I love that song. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, I just want, I'll be real quick so you guys can get the break. Um, I appreciate you guys letting me get this out there. Um, But on August 3rd, uh, here in our little town of Murray, Kentucky, uh, we are having the war criminal and general asshole Oliver North coming to speak at a local event. Um, a guy get, that guy gets to start. just go speak. How much do you think his booking fee is? Have, uh, you, have you heard that yet? More money. Than, no, no, but probably more money than most of us make, you know, in a year here. He's the NRA spokesperson now, I think. He's the president, I He's think. He's the president of the Well, NRA he now. is known for <laughs> getting guns in he people's hands. He gets guns in people's hands. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. Well, it, I mean, obviously it's heinous, uh, just in general because, you know, he's just an asshole. But, uh, with his, uh, history of what happened, uh, with the Iran Contra deal in Nicaragua and all that stuff. Um, but on top of that, um, next to our county is Marshall County, which some people may remember from only a few months ago, sh- suffered a, uh, school shooting. Um, and it just seems in very poor taste that our county and the, uh, GOP from that same county where the shooting took place decided to invite the president of the NRA. Um, so it's just a kind of a culmination of total shit. Um, so I just kind of want to get the word out there. The protests started being organized by students from Marshall County High School. Um, but I think that this is a real opportunity for a lot of leftists in Western Kentucky and the surrounding region to maybe come together and kind of start to network. Um, there is nothing over here. Pretty much all of the popular leftist uh, kind of ideology in this area is very liberal and very democratic, but I think that there is maybe a hunger for some of this, uh, you know, actual leftism and social, excuse me, socialism stuff. So 
Um, if you know anybody, if anybody listening knows anybody in the area or is tangentially related to anybody in the area, like fucking get the, get it out there. August third at five p.m. Where's uh, this at? Murray State University campus. What What's the name of the university? Murray State University. Murray State, like the bike team Murray, BMX yeah, team like Murray, the BMX bike. That's I had a team Murray. Yeah, M U R R A Y. I had a team Murray when I was a kid. Um, that was that's fucking bad. sweet. So, uh, but that's basically it. All right. We'll, yeah, we'll post. We'll post it on the site too. We'll, we'll uh, Brattle, Brett, send yourself a reminder, and we'll, we'll get it up on the Twitter too. Okay, <laughs> I can do that. Um. I'll be tweeting about shit too. I I hate to be like uh, plugging myself here, but it's at explosivo eighty eight and the uh, Z, the O's are zeros. E X P L zero S I V zero eight eight. I'll be retweeting shit and oh, I would just a, love to see a lot of people out here. Ooh, wait, there's a cookout nearby. You want to drive yeah. down there? That's a good reason to go. <laughs> it's, I think it's a lie. I think uh, we can really talk to Explosivo, and I think I looked up how far it is, and it's kind of a drive for us. Oh, man. We could definitely. Yeah, it's a long way. I, but if we had good food to eat at 3 in the morning, we'd get a plate Give me up. one second, and oh, I will it look it up. Let me see where it's at. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, like that's a big away. one. That's a stay overnight one. That's past Knoxville. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. I looked yeah. it up. I wanted to go down for it, but we can't. Well, I mean, we can't. We do a live show that week too. It's kind of oh, a packed yeah. ass week, you know. No, for sure. But thank You're you, good. thank you for letting us know what's going on, and uh, you know, hopefully, keep keep on us, and we'll post we'll post info as you get it. Yeah, yeah. I know we have a lot of alumni in Ohio and like that region, and you know the surrounding states. So everybody, spread the fucking word, and let's get some bodies out there and start organizing. All Thanks, right. Guys. Thanks for calling Explosivo. Let's uh let's play some tunes, man. What's the name of Hey the bro, song? let's play some tunes, man. Some righteous tunage. What do what do you got on for us tonight, Brian? Oh, I got uh what do I got? What do I got for us tonight? For tonight, I got some playlists. Break. I got some Ty Siegel and White Fence off their new album Joy. She is gold. Andy's Chest by Lou Reed off of Transformer and In Together Now by Lint Biscuit and uh, Method Man. Good choice. Yeah. One of the best Lint Biscuit songs. It's a good one. You ready? Yeah. M- Method Man does a lot of uh, heavy Who lifting. Be the boss. Yeah. Standing in the, in in the, the land, land of the I lost. played that because when me and you come back in here, we'll sit in here and rock out. What's that? It is. You ready? Yep. All right. I'm going. What? What?
could be anything in the world that flew. I would be a bat and come swooping after you. And if the last time you were here, things were a bit askew, well, you know what happens after dark. When rattlesnakes lose their skins and their hearts, and all the missionaries lose their bark. Oh, all the trees are calling after you, and all the venom snipers after you. Are all the mountains bolder after you? If I could be any one of the things in this world that bite, instead of a dentured ocelot on a leash, I'd rather be a kite. And be tied to the end of your string And flying in the air, babe, at night Cause you know what they say about honey bears When you shave off all their baby hair You have a hairy-minded pink bear bear And all the bells are rolling out for you Stones are all erupting out for you And all the cheap blood suckers are flying after you Yesterday Daisy May and Biff were grooving on the street And just like in a movie, her hands became her feet Her belly button was her mouth, which meant she tasted what she'd speak Woo! But the funny thing is what happened to her nose Ooh, it grew until it reached all of her toes Ooh, now when people say her feet smell, they mean her nose And curtains laced with diamonds dear for you Social skills to keep my total bills over a million The last time I 
checker. Thank God I'm blessed with the mind that'll wreck it. Wait until the second round and knock him out. They call me Big John Stuff, my middle name up. Dirty water flow, too much for you thugs. They can't stand the flood. What up, Doc? Hold big gun like Elma Fudd, the show shot. Mix the map, I'm unplugged. Learn, temperatures too hot for sunblock. Burn, playing with minds to get you state time. Lock behind 12 bars from a great mind. Killer bees in the club with his ladybug. Brought his sword to the dance floor to cut a rug. Love is love all day till they throw slugs. And take another life in cold blood. Can't feel me till it's your blood. Murder race tremendous, crime is endless. Same shit, different day. Father forgive us, they know not what they do. All praise is due. I'm big like EZ and Big Bear Bull. What's that I didn't hear? Shut the fuck up. Come on a little louder. Shut the fuck up. Everybody in the cabinet. Shut the fuck up. Hey, welcome to Street Fight. We are back Sunday night taking your calls. The number is 614-5252. Write it down. It's the same number every single week. So if you didn't make it in this week, you can call in later. We're going to be doing it this Sunday and uh, the Sunday after. If you want to see us live, we are going to be throwing a going away party for Grove City Erica. On July 31st, that's a Tuesday night, so get a half day on Wednesday or call in because we're going to have a lot of fucking fun. It's at Ace of Cups in Columbus, Ohio. This is a big deal for us. This is like the coolest place in town to play, so we need a lot of street fighters to show up. I got somebody from Indiana that's already talking about coming. We know folks are flying in, so it's going to be the real deal, Holy Field, a good time uh, for all the street fighters out there. July 31st, Ace of Cups. Be there. Uh, we are also planning on being in Chicago, Illinois, September 2nd. That's a Sunday night at the hideout. We're going to have special guest Amber Taylor from the Season of the Bitch podcast, uh, plus some other surprise guests. And I have some interesting things in mind, some street fight first at a live show. So you don't want to miss that one either. We're going to get you more information as that comes around. Thank you for listening. As always, we are in the Free Press Studios, downtown Columbus, Ohio, part of the Pacifica Radio Network, broadcasting worldwide at WCRSFM.org or right inside 270 here in Columbus, Ohio on 92.7 or 98.3. That's it. Thanks. So far, so good. The calls have been great. A uh, few people dropped out of the queue, so it might be an early show tonight. Fine with me, but let's see who is on the line next. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? I'm sorry, one more time. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can now. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm a Columbus Street Fighter. Oh, uh, excellent. My name is, yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Nazar, and I have a, you know, like a small business tyrant story for you guys. Perfect. A homegrown, hometown small business tyrant. Oh, yeah, I had to drive out all the way to Oregon for this one. So it was, like, like a really, like, prime one when I got there. Um, so there's, like, program called Wolf. And it's, like, uh, it connects, like, volunteers and, like, small business, like, organic farms and stuff like that. And then um, I was, like, looking into it, and it seemed pretty cool. It seemed pretty chill. You get, like, free housing out of it. You get, like... You know, like, you have to, like, work on a farm, get free housing and free food. So I was like, hell yeah, like, I've always wanted to see Portland, so, like, why not? Let's do it on them, right? Yeah, that sounds like a great experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm, like, only 20, so I was like, hell yeah, like, this is going to be a good time, right? You know, going to go, like, go out to Oregon, like, you know, try some, like, legal weed, you know, just, like, good shit all over. 
Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm looking at, like, this one goat farm, and uh, one of the things says, like, you know, like, you only work six hours a day, four days a week, you got a house in Portland, like, it's like a good-ass time, right? Yeah. So then, like, I show up, I show up, right? Uh, The day I show up, I've been driving for, like, 12 hours, so I show up at, like, 1 or 2 p.m., and one of the people is, like, showing me around, and I'm like, so, like, when is your guys' day over? Because, like, she said, like, six hours a day, right? And um, she's like, uh, yeah, it's, like, actually six total hours of work. Um, you can, like, take breaks in the middle and stuff like that, but it's actually, like, you know, like, 12 to 14 hours a day. So we're done at, like, 10 or, like, 11 p.m. What? Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Hold up. Wait. So six. So they're saying you're only going to be doing sheep shit for six hours, but you're going to be working for 12? Yeah, no, 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 no. They're saying that, like, you know, since, like, she's, like, lax about the breaks and stuff like that, I'm only going to be technically doing six hours of work, which, like, you know, I listen to you guys, like, all the way, like, to there, because, like, you know, like, because it's, like, a long-ass drive. Sure. And, um, yeah, so, like, when she said that, that, like, clicked in my brain, I was like, holy shit, now I'm going to be, like, working, like, all day long. This is, like, what have I gotten myself into, right? So... So, you know, like, the work was, like, honestly pretty hard because, like, it was just, like, all, like, manual labor, like, out in a field and shit like that. And, like, you know, out there it was getting, like, 90, 95 degrees kind of thing. And I've never done, like, that type of manual labor. So it was, like, it was pretty rough, right? Yeah, for but, but only six hours of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the whole six hours. And, like, you know, like, Wait, the what, what, was honestly pretty... I guess when I, what, seriously, what it, what so what is the break thing like? Did she let you take like a siesta and go take a nap for two hours or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we got like during like our lunch break, we'd go into lunch, and then like she like our lunch would be two hours. So the food that we'd make for ourselves in her kitchen, and like like nap time or like you know like smoke time or whatever we, we want time kind of thing. So that was like that was kind of pleasant, but it was still like our day started at like nine in the morning. And on a good day, it would end at, like, 10 p.m. On, like, bad days, you know, like, we'd be up until, like, 11 or, like, midnight, like, working, right? Whoa. Um, yeah, so it was, like, kind of shit, but then I was, like, you know, this was, like, my fault for giving, like, a small business owner, like, the benefit of the doubt here, because, like, you know, like, it was going to be bad, right? So, but the outcome of it was, like, you know, on the weekends, like, when we have, like, three-day breaks, uh, she would give us this, like, room in her, like, Airbnb house, right? So I was, like, and, and this was, like, in Portland, like, maybe, like, 10 minutes outside of Portland, but basically, like, pretty easy to get to Portland from it. So it was, like, a cool spot, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I show up to the place. I'm thinking, like, it's a place for myself. And, like, the only rule that, like, she told me about was, like, you know, since, like, you smoke cigarettes and stuff like that, um the only place you can smoke is, like, by this oak tree in the backyard, right? So I'm like, okay, oak tree in the backyard, that's fine. I show up, the people who, like, live in the house, because, like, she has renters in the house, um, were, like, smoking on the porch, right? So I'm like, you know, like, it seems like, it seems like you guys don't really give a shit about her rules, so what are you guys' rules since you're, like, the ones living here and not hers, so, like, you know, can we smoke anywhere? And they're like, yeah, yeah, um, you can smoke, like, weed inside the house, just blow it out the window, cigarettes, like, just, like, outside. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I have a friend who's, like, you know, who's, like, in Washington who wants to come visit. Is it cool if, like, she comes over? And they were like, oh, yeah, like, totally fine. Like, you know, we're cool with that. All all these volunteers have it, right? 
So the weekend goes by, my friend comes over, we hang out, you know, we get drunk because I've already like worked like, you know, 48 hours a week and I like, I'm like near Portland, so I'm not really like checking my phone or my emails or anything like that, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I come back into the farm, which is located like 30 minutes outside of Portland, so I'm driving back into the farm and I'm the only one at the morning meeting, right? Which is like, just like unusual and it like, you know, feels like really fucking like sketchy, right? And the lady walks in and she's like, do you have a place to stay? And I'm like, uh, you know, I thought here because, like, I work for you and, like, you give me, like, you know, the room in your house. And she's like, well, you know, like, I got some feedback from, like, the renters at the house. And it seems like you broke some house rules. And it doesn't seem like, you know, this, like, whole, like, work dynamic is going to, like, work between us. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, well, I'm from Ohio, so, like, you know, don't really have a place to stay here. I can, like, if you want to kick me out right now, I can, like, figure it out, like, Airbnb or something. But, like, you know, can't really, can't really, like, do anything about that. Right. Yeah, and it was just, like, shocking because, like, you know, these people, like, seemed cool, right? I didn't think they would, like, snitch or anything because, like, they told me I can do all these things, Right. Um, and then she goes on and she's like, yeah, you're just like really young and you're like a very slow worker. And I'm like, well, lady, like I'm working like, you know, like in 95 degree weather, you know, and like I'm building, like I was like basically building fences for the goats to go like, like graze kind uh-huh. of thing. And yeah. there were like these like metal T posts and like, you know, like metal sheets that I'd have to like drag across the field and like build myself. And like, if I had like, like, when I have, like, two other people with me, we could probably get it done in, like, an hour. But me by myself at, like, you know, like, the the heat of the day, it would take, like, you know, like, two, two and a half hours, right? Sure. And I've only, at the time, I've, I've only been doing the job for, like, four days. So, like, you know, at least I was, like, doing it. She's been doing this for, like, ten years, right? Um. So I, I tried to, like, I was, like, trying to vouch for myself because I was, like, you know, like, like, I'm, I'm slow because I'm new and like I was, I'm supposed to be here for a month, but like, you know, we're like in the second weekend, so what's up? And she's like, no, no, no. You, you like don't vouch for yourself. I've already got like my mind set up, so just have like until the end of the week, right? And I'm like, okay, end of the week, end of the week sounds fine. And then, you know, I go to change because I still have to work like till the end of the week to get the room in her farm. And um, she goes, you know, and like maybe, maybe you should like think about not smoking as much weed. And, like, I'm like, oh, well, like, you know, you already fired me. Like, there's no (laughs) reason to, like, you know, insult me now. You know, and she's like, yeah, it just takes out, like, the spark out of young people, you know? And I'm like, well, I've been, like, smoking at the end of, like, the work because, like, my body's in pain, you know, from, like, the work that you're giving me. And I'm doing it, like, before dinner so I can have, like, an appetite to eat and I just go to sleep. And, like, the thing about, like... I expected, like, these people to be, like, around my age, but it was mostly, like, the kind of, like, free spirit, like, people that are, like, in their 30s and stuff like that. So there's, like, not much really to talk about, and I was just kind of intimidated. So I was, like, you know, might as well just get high because I'm not, like, going to talk to these people, like, regardless, you know. And she goes, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, really rude that you were doing that. And, like, I doubt that you do this at, like, your mother's dinner table, right? And I'm, like, well, like, yeah. I do it at my mother's dinner table, and she's, like, pretty okay with it. Like, 
she's not it against it. And she's like, yeah, well, you, you should sp- probably like treat me better than your mother. And I'm like, weird. So, like, <laughs> that's a wild <laughs> request. Like a, yeah, I was like, uh, I didn't really like try to fight back on it because I was like, okay, this lady like, like, yeah, you know, that's a new like, level of crazy. Thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then you know, and I did like I did the math on it, and basically like farmhands like. You know, in the Midwest, at least, make anywhere between, like, 15 to 20. Like, if you're, like, a, like, you know, like, a documented worker that's, like, not being extremely exploited for your, like, labor or anything like that. Uh-huh. And, you know, the minimum wage out there is, like, $13. So I was like, okay, if I was making, like, $15 an hour for, like, 48, like, hours a week, you know, I'd probably be making, like, $700 a week, right? Uh-huh. And you know, like, pre-taxes or whatever, and then, and then the room that I was getting, like, both, like, on her farm and in the house, like, on the Airbnb that weren't even like, worth, like, $50 a day, and the food that I was getting was, like, minimal food just to, like, keep me, like, on to, like, working, like, at the place so I don't, like, collapse or pass out or anything like that, and, um, so, like, if you do the math, I'm getting, like, you know, $200 worth of, like, like, return kind of thing with, like, $500, like, missing, so... It's just, like, the the whole program just seems, like, targeted for, like, small, like, farms kind of thing to just, like, exploit, like, extreme labor out of, like, people who just, like, want, like, an experience, you know, like, in quotes. Sure. And it was, um, yeah, yeah, it was, like, an, it was an eye-opening thing, but, you know, it was just, it was well, just good. like, wild. Dude, that's a great experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's a great lesson to learn and thing to go through. Were you smoking weed at the dinner table? No, no. So I would go out to like my car, which was like parked outside oh, you, the entrance of the bar, and come in stinking like, like weed. Oh, not even. I would just like do it outside, kind of thing. And like, um, I think like one of the days maybe I smelled like weed, you know. But like, I asked her before this. I was like, you know, Oregon is a legal state. Are you okay with this? And she's like, as long as it doesn't interrupt your work. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna do it at the end of the day because like. You know, yeah, that's that not going to interrupt my work. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I just, awful. like, wasn't talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, like, it was just kind of whack, you know? And I was supposed to be there for a month. I ended up being there for, like, two weeks total. And on the, like, so on the day before I was supposed to leave, right, all the other volunteers were off, right? They were, like, off, like, either in Portland or, like, doing their own thing. So it was, like, just me and the farm owners. Uh So I knew that, like, on my last day of, like, actual work, she was going to make me, like, do all the work. Um, So I went and, like, took a break. And then, you know, like, I smoked a cigarette. I, like, had my, like, morning coffee. And then I was, like, you know, like, I could just leave today with, like, no consequences, right? So I go back and I, like, lie to her and tell her that, like, you know, my parents have bought me, like, a plane ticket back to Ohio that leaves in, like, three hours, and I have to, like, get the fuck out of here. And she's like, oh, damn, you know, we have so much work to do today. And I was like, well, I have a plane to catch. Gotta go. And then, you know, I just, like, went and hung out in, like, Portland. Um, but, like, it was, like, a pretty, like, <laughs> you know, I, like, stuck it to her at the end, which was, like, really nice. That's you know, nice. I got, like, got, yeah, I got that sense of closure out of it. But, you know, so it was it was just... Were you the yeah. youngest per- was there, was there anybody else your age there? There was like the the person that was like closest to my age was this like uh girl from like Europe who was just kind of like she actually wants to be a farmer and she was like 25 but okay. there were still kind of like like the, that 5 year difference was just kind of like still like a weird gap, you yeah. know? Yeah. And like 
the other people were like in their like mid thirties or like early forties, which is, I mean, like I can like obviously like talk to like older people, you know? Yeah, you're doing but fine right now. <laughs> How yeah, dare you? No, no, but <laughs> um, but like you know, they they just seemed like. Like, I feel like chit-chat and, like, small talk is, like, an extremely Midwestern thing. And, like, once you leave the Midwest, chit-chat and, like, small talk doesn't seem to be, like, as prevalent, you know? So, like, when you when I tried to, like, talk with these people, we'd, like, talk for maybe, like, two minutes, and the rest would be, like, silent. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, like, you know, we ran out of things to talk about, so I'm just going to, like, be quiet and, like carry on with my work so it was just like it's yeah. like a weird time yeah that sounds shit i'm i'm putting this organization together it does sound like selling basically wanderlust to people that you know feel yeah. like i, I want to get connection with where the food comes from you know and yeah well that's that's why they were so like fine with like being treated like shit at her farm because like you know like the rooms that she gave us like were basically like rooms of her like you know family members that have gone off to college that she like partly uses as like storage and partly uses as like you know like a room kind of thing so like i was sleeping like it was just like a bed that i was getting right but these people were like so okay with being like you know worked like out of their ass like throughout the whole time and stuff like that because they like believed in this like you know, organic is, like, good, and, like, you know, this, like, local method is, like, good, and, um, the funny thing about this lady is that she was, like, she was born in Germany around the whole, like, you know, like, West East Germany thing, Uh so she was, like, she's, like, extremely, like, you know, like, a social democrat, like, on those vibes, like, very, like, reformist, rather than, like, you know, like, burn it all down, which is, like, I mean, I don't know, like, I didn't know what else to expect from, like, a small business owner kind of thing. Um, so then she would, like, push these ideas, like, on the dinner table, and it would be just, like, really uncomfortable because, like, either, like, half the people didn't really give a shit and half the other people were, like, what are, like we don't really, like, care. We're just trying to eat and, like, go to sleep kind of thing. And um, basically, like, I thought she was cool, like, the first week I was there because, like, she, like, handed me a beer, like, at the end of the day, and we were sitting and talking and... You know, she started saying some, like, pretty, pretty like, Bernie crap type shit. And I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, this is my beat, right? So I started, like, you know, spewing some, like, casual anarchist shit towards her. And she was like, you know, like, I had these ideas when I was your age, but I grew out of them. Uh, and I was like, oh. Fucking, oh, will you tell her? No. Did, you should have told her I know a 39-year-old man that lives in Columbus, Ohio that has <laughs> these ideas too, lady. Cut it out. <laughs> it was so much. And, like. I thought that was the only time she was going to do it, but, like, I feel like she was, like, bribing me with, like, beer and a cigarette every night to, like, try to get me to stop being radical, because <laughs> she'd be, like, <laughs> she'd be, like, you know, I had these ideas, and I went to, like, communist meetings in Germany, but then, like, I figured out about Stalin, and I'm, like, but, like, that's not, that's not the type of, like, communist that I am, you know, like, like, you know, I'm, like, anti-authoritarian, like, you can do that, and then... The funny thing is, uh, she gave me, like, a lecture to read when I left the farm about this, like, small farmer, right? And she was like, this is, like, really good. He talks about, like, alternative economies, right? And I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, this might be good, right? So I was, like, at the Airbnb in Portland reading about this, and this was, like, a small tobacco farmer, 
you know, complaining that he, like, can't sell us tobacco because of, like, big tobacco. And I was like, man, like, there's, like, no ethics of this. Like, you're selling tobacco to people. That's, like, just as bad of, you know, as, like, you know, if, like, you know, whoever, like, R.J. Reynolds or, like, the people who do, like, American Spirits, like, sell tobacco to me. Like, it's still, it's still, like, an addictive substance, you know? There's no ethics about this. And she thought it was, like, the wokest, like, piece of literature. It was, like, an 11-page lecture that she, like, printed off and, like, gave to me that I just kind of, like... You know, I read, like, two pages of it, and I was like, I'm done with this. It's just, like, this is some bullshit, you know. But, yeah, I think I think also, like, Wolf is somehow connected with, uh, like, the Peace Corps, like, in, in some weird way. Like, they're, they're, like, they're based off, like, a similar organization, but Wolf is, like, more, like, farm-based rather than, like, hmm. service-based. Wow. So, yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for that information. That is a wild story. I uh, will be rolling this around in my head for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably see you guys at, like, the Erica, like, uh, going away party. Sure. Cause, yeah, yeah, and, like, That's, we'll, like, talk about it. Yeah, it's an 18-plus place, so I think someone else asked if they could get in if they were 19. So, yeah, you can still get in if you're under 21. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to Ace of Cups before. To, like, they have, like, goth night at Ace of Cups. Okay. Like, which is, like, just, like, I thought it was, like, a meme at first, but then, like, I showed up and, like, you know, it's, like, you know, like, some, like, it ranges from, like, you know, people, like, you know, 20s and, like, 21 and stuff like that to, like, people who are, like, in their, like, mid-40s and, like, oh, yeah. like even, like, up to their 60s, like, in, like, extreme, like, goth outfit, and I was, like... Holy shit. Yeah, that, like, that's the Osiris of that shit. Those are the originators right there. Columbus has had a huge goth community for a while. There was a large venue uh, that was just a warehouse where they would have like these like people doing uh, hanging from like hooks, doing that like flesh pulling. And they'd have uh, like uh-huh. like uh, you could get tied up and have like uh, electrodes put all over your body. I remember I saw some guy getting his like bare fucking back like shocked. Like it was like sparks. Was this? Was this- trauma was this trauma by any chance yeah 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 yeah. that that shit was wild i took like you know a couple tabs of acid and like saw that and like uh i was like terrified low-key because like they did like a hanging show with like a beauty and the beast kind of theme and the, the girl who was like hanging like i could like see her veins i don't know if it was because like only i was tripping or anything but like she looked low-key dead and i was like looking at my friends i'm like guys did we just like do some shit that we weren't supposed to she like did she, she die and they were like no no that's the show you're just like tripping out and i was like i don't know guys she's probably dead and then like she came down and like bowed and i was like she's, she's alive <laughs> yeah there was yeah, a- she's alive i was like the- so good it was like the most you know like like the most like anxious i've been in like a five minute period ever because i was like oh my god there's like just a dead body hanging around and like, these like drunk people like don't even know but you know she was fine <laughs> but yeah see i don't know if they're still around i used to go see them about 10 years ago but there was this band called only flesh and uh they <clears throat> would sit they would play their whole set suspended from fucking hooks like they'd be hanging Holy upside shit. down from their knees and shit doing uh guitar solos Okay, that sounds like amazing. I'll definitely like look that up tonight. So, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if they're still around or if they're going to do reunions soon, but uh, I I had a good time seeing that. <laughs> oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you, uh, thank you for like taking my call. I'll let you guys go so you can like take other calls. Uh, can I can I like casually plug in my Twitter? Yeah, let's I, hear it. At least. Yeah. So it's uh, 
It's at N-A-Z-A-R-S-E-L-M-A-N. And my, like, my name is Ask-E on there. Uh, the A is a circle A and the E is a circle E. So, like, just, like, up in the, like, anarchist spirit. So, like, you know. What's the name? How do you say the name? At what? Uh, Nazar Selman. Okay. Nazar yeah, Selman. Yeah. Thanks, I, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. See you guys around. Cheers. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Why don't you come out to the farm, work six hours a day, actually 12 hours a day. <laughs> get some experience. Get your hands in the dirt and feel the earth, you know, <laughs> for yeah. somebody that's like, you know, made was making probably a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. And they're like, I'm sick and tired of this corporate drone lifestyle. I need to get back. <laughs> <laughs> so the real back to the roots i gotta go come out you got some wanderlust come out here and pick pick uh stuff for me off of my farm please yeah i'll make you a macaroni and chili mac every single night yeah you can have a bowl of cereal every morning guaranteed yeah uh, and a plum <laughs> and a plum for energy one bowl of cereal and a plum and a cliff bar we have fig newtons for dessert no smoking and weed will make you sad. I love that. It takes the spark out of you. It does. I, I, I've seen people on weed flop all over the ground, fucking full of energy, laughing their fucking asses off. Me, all the time. I'm, I'm feeling energy when I'm on people weed. People are losing it. Yeah. Kratom Belch was on the bingo, too. Or LaCroix Belch. It's a LaCroix Belch. It's not a Kratom Belch. I haven't had Belch. Kratom for hours. Okay. My Kratom done worn off by now. Croy Belch. Uh, let's see who is on the line here next. We need to figure out what we can do if we get a bingo. Because I don't know how many bingos we'll get, but we need to reformat that card and then make up something for the bingos. Well, and the card has... Okay, yeah, yeah. Because they're going to add put. They're gonna add skeleton call. Awards for me. Thank you for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Skelly! Hi, man. Oh. Oh, we almost had a skeleton call. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, who's this? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear Hi, you. Hi, this is Mark from Seattle. What's up, Mark? How are you doing? Hi. Doing good. Just got off work. I got a small business story for you. Nice. What's going on with the small businesses? So it's like my old job, fucking thankfully, but I got this dishwashing job that like a friend of a friend hooked it up. Oh, nice. And I worked there for like two months and... I found out after two months that he was trying to pay me under the table. Like, my pay, like, all of my payment stuff had been weird the entire time, but I'd just been, like, working it out with my friend who was the manager. Oh. And then I found out he was like, oh, I thought you wanted. I'm sorry, you you were saying, uh, so he, yeah, he just wanted you to get the hint or just never actually outright said it? Yeah, exactly. He just was, he was like hinting that he was paying me under the table. Even though he was paying me minimum and not paying me like nightly. No, was he, yeah, was he paying paying you minimum wage under the table? (laughs) I mean, it's okay if it's under the table. Was he taking taxes out though? Was he paying you like he was taking taxes out? Yeah. No. It was was straight. (laughs) You're not allowed to do, getting paid under the table rules. Like making minimum wage under the table is like kind of like uh, okay, I can live with that. Not I guess. really. No, but, but for me, better. I'm you know like it's like if you're gonna pay me minimum wage, at least 
pay me under the table so I can have a little extra money. But if they're not, if they're taking the tax money out and they're paying you like they're taking the tax money out, have them fill out the goddamn forms for you. Exactly. Like, it's just not even, it's, so he still owes me like $200, which is, I'm, I'm going to get that money soon. Are you going to try, what, what have you tried so far to get the money? Like, are you going to have to go in there and throw a tantrum? Uh, I might go in there and throw a tantrum. My friend said he'll probably call the cops because the I was like fired slash quit because I lined up two new jobs the night that he tried to fire me. So it was like a weird, like he tried to fire me and I was like, hey, you know, I have other jobs. I've already put in my notice. The greatest thing in the world. You yeah. got to say the greatest sentence known to any person. You can't fire me because I quit. <laughs> that's exactly. Just yes. was, was out the door. That's a beautiful sentence for anybody to get to say. You know, you can't fire me. I, I've done that before, which is stupid because it's like then I could have got you unemployment. Know, unemployment. But I got so mad. I get yep. so caught up in the firing moment that I just want to quit. I don't want to be the one that was rejected, you know. Yeah, no, it's the, like, it's, especially with this kind of guy, like, he, I, actually, I just found out that he lost his business. Oh, so which, you, just recently. So you can't really get, how are you going to, so what's your plan to get your money back from this dude? So he, he's now, like, it's a weird, he doesn't run the restaurant anymore. He just is, like, a worker at the restaurant. And the Somebody, it's, I worked at a bowling alley. Nice. Just for. There, it was like a bar, bowling alley, and like Chinese restaurant. I'm so like I, a lot of really. This is the second week in a row we've had a a person that worked in a bowling alley that had a bad experience. <laughs> it's starting to sound like working in a bowling alley is a bad idea. Yeah, it depends. I'm I'm gonna say st- no. Yeah, people who like to bowl like to get drunk. Yeah. I mean, it's the only sport that you can really do that. Golf is the same thing. People will never tell you that's what golf is because it's like what powerful people go do all day and pretend like it's like where they do meetings. But they just they get drunk and harass the girls that drive the beverage carts around all day. That's what golf is. Yeah, it's the it's just a little bit easier when you're a little bit tipsy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, uh. So, are you just gonna kind of roll in there and tell them like you need? To yeah, that's probably gonna be the plan. Oh no! Yeah, I've I've got my friend who's uh, well, okay. So I've been waiting because the friend who got me the job still works there because he's got it worked out. But he's leaving for like overseas in a month, and he was just like, just wait until I'm gone, and then you can do whatever. I don't care. Oh man, you should be. You just don't want to make it uncomfortable for you're you're a good friend. To not make it uncomfortable for your friend. Yeah, he hooked it up when I needed the money, and so I'm not trying to... Yeah, exactly. And it's just kind of like, you're just... I, I mean, are you like kind of... Do you want the $200 because you need it, or do you want it because you're like, you owe me $200, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, it's a little of both. I'm riding on a cool 30 bucks in my checking account, so it wouldn't hurt. I know the feeling. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, $200 really helps in, in that situation. Yeah? I mean... Yeah, it's... 
it sucks. It sucks that you have to go in there and scream to get it back. But I can tell you that anytime you go in and, and you get into it with somebody who's fucked you over at your job, your old boss, it, it like it lifts like a, a something off of your soul a little bit. You know, you feel like you took you feel like all those times you went to work and you felt bad. You get a little bit back, you know. Yeah, I I totally get that feeling like that. Just you're. You're taking the power back just a little bit because I can scream at you now, not just you. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you get to like when your boss. That was kind of the way it was when I worked at the deli and shit. Was that it was just sort of like he's allowed to scream at me and say whatever he wants, and if I say something back, I'm in trouble. That sucks. Insubordination. Oh, this was yeah. This was like a small enough restaurant where the cooks were a uh, husband and wife and their oh, marriage. God. I don't think it's going great. No, oh, no. <laughs> I can't imagine that you can like manage your wife and like her husband. And, uh, like I like uh, my dream someday is that this thing makes enough money that my wife doesn't have to work and she can kind of do the things that Brett currently has to do to make me comfortable when we do things. But like, I would never consider myself her boss or tell her what to do. You know what I mean? It's just kind of one of those make me comfortable sort of jobs, you know? Well, oh, you're hired. Make me comfortable instead of like, uh, we're both in this together. Cause like, I don't know. I guess running a business could be a good experience with somebody that you care about, but I could also seeing it, see it like when you get into a fight and you have other employees there, it's just not, you should never yeah, do Yeah, you that. fight differently with yeah. your partner too. Oh, it's yeah. not like business fighting. Yeah. Cause I certainly like, I, I, I do not fight with my wife the same way I would literally any other woman on the planet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Like, it's just, it's a different, it's a different lifestyle. So it's, uh, that's weird. Yes. And it's it's weird to air it in front of people who are your paying minimum wage. Let me tell you. Yeah. Are they like yelling? When you try try and sidle up and be like, Hey buddy, you think I was right, which happened. So do you think, uh, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be, they, they try to get you on their side. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, and I think the, like being mad at some like that you, you they're losing money or something because of what they did, you know. I know how this business should be run, and you're losing our money or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's you fucking. You've been in the room. That's exactly <laughs> the. Did personal shit come in? Was it ever like you know you were a dick last night or you don't do shit around the house or anything like that? Because that's the stuff I would live for. It, it got pretty got pretty raw. There also was a bar, and and he liked to drink, so it got pretty raw. Oh my god! Oh, these no. people, man, that just own these places, just get to run roughshod on everybody. Dude, they have a bar, like they ha- they have a bar at work, right? Yeah, and they just get off work, and like all you have to do, like the only thing people want to do when they get off work is get drunk. You know what I mean? It's like the worst possible situation for somebody. Yes, and it, this was one of those places where he was like a cool boss, and he was like, yeah, you can have like a shift drink, you uh, know, yep. once you're done mopping. Like, How many shift it, drinks did he yeah, have? Yeah, cool, I'm good. How many shift drinks did he have? He, more than a couple times, there was like, the fight would start because he was in the bar when there was a rush, and oh. he had to cook. That's hilarious. Like playing pool by himself in the bar. Like, <laughs> like, 
just <laughs> drinking, yeah. Just sitting at the bar drinking while like somebody slammed with like fifteen nacho <laughs> orders at the bowling alley. <laughs> yep. <laughs> get your money back from them. That's that. I can't wait. You got to call that, back when you get your two hundred bucks because I, I really I, I want to hear the victory in this. I will. I tried to call in before, and uh, I, I have a new job now that works great. Uh, and thank you guys for taking my call. Thank you for calling. If it's if it's okay, could I plug my brother's Twitter? He does some of your guys' art on the zine. It's uh, at Damn Robber. Oh, yeah. He did, yeah, he does good stuff. Yeah, he he's the reason why I was calling in. He's been trying to get me to do it for a while. That's awesome. Well, thank you. That's Thank you, yeah, Damn Robber. I appreciate Robert. it. All right. Thanks for, yep. thanks for calling in. All right. Have a great night. All right. Last call, Brad. Last call. We last need a, call for alcohol. Can we play music on here and... No, it it's there. just so much work. Uh, I think it would work. It's just so much. Hey, what's going on? Oh, what's up? Who's this? It's Jeff, Eminent Prof. Hey, last caller. You took the big guy spot. So you're in the big guy seat tonight, Jeff. Oh, speaking of the big guy, I've seen his beautiful face today, and he is a cutie. Yeah, he's a cute boy. Yeah, he um he was the first thirst trap I ever posted in the Street Fighters Facebook group. <laughs> Everybody was getting very that, that, sexual. They even were talking about changing the name of Big Dick Energy to Big Guy Energy. Yeah. And he's not that big of a guy either. He looks like a pretty average-sized guy. Yeah, we need to see him standing up next to something. The big guy has a big guy voice, though. I mean, uh, that's basically... He does. He definitely has a big guy voice. He's, like, got the biggest guy How voice. How y'all guys doing? We're great. We're, good. we're almost off work. How do you think we feel? <laughs> I think y'all feel great. I think that's a good thing. I'm the only thing that stands between you and going home. You're our last customer, Jeff. (laughs) And you're going to do an hour with me on Tuesday. (laughs) Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I think we need to talk about G1 because I've been enjoying fucking G1. It's been great. Here's the issue with talking G1 on the third show is your third show is probably not Uh, going to come out until fucking September. (laughs) Third show (laughs) is tough because it's sort of one of those. It's not a timely thing. Well, and they, they there's so many. There's still one left from my last run, and I've done one before you. And there's just and, and Brett does them like they're just gonna be like they get piled up, which is the way we like them. So we don't have to do three shows in the same week. So right. it's kind of they, they keep coming. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. We'll t- we'll talk about fun stuff. We can talk about wrestling on there. It doesn't hurt. I love talking about wrestling. I was out there talking to uninterested Brett about the G1 like before we even started the show. Yep. Told me Brett, all about Brett's it. Brett's not in the G1? Brett doesn't really watch the wrestling anymore. He wa- he'll watch a good match. Uh, you oh, know. Yeah, I haven't watched that. What? Go ahead. Watch Goto and Ishii from the other night and watch these two just beat the shit out of each other. For yeah, that 20, was good. For 30 minutes, you know? Those two, like these two very thick boys just like clotheslining one another back and forth until one of them falls over. Brett right. likes little guys. Brett's a high flyer guy, I think. No, I, think, I but if I he's like, like a Yoshihashi type. No, nah, he likes, uh, you know who Brett really liked? And do and you remember how much you like Eli Everfly at, uh, at, at the spring break, the real little guy with the real little luchador oh, that everybody was yes, selling yes. for. You was going crazy for that guy. You were mushrooms, but you were going crazy for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also, but I do like, um, I liked feats of strength though. And I like it when they get in chop battles or like clothesline offs. So I can definitely get down with the that. The clothesline things are sweet. Cause they'll just like, cause a clothesline traditionally 
and wrestling takes you out. And like in real life, like when you're in real life and you're messing around with your friends and you clothesline one of them, that's a mean thing to do. Yeah. That's like the thing that would that fuck somebody up, you know. But when these guys take off running at each other and clothesline one as hard as he can, and then he stand, he just stands there like, no, yeah. <laughs> that looks very cool. <laughs> Sometimes. And they'll smile at him. It's like, oh, you call that a clothesline, eh? <laughs> and he'll come make a clothesline him again. I always loved that growing up, though, man. I had, like, I had, like, my brother and this other guy that hung out with us used to just, Jason, who does the other show, I bet you he would do this to this day. He's a little more laid back. But him and, like, dudes used to punch each other in the arm until one of them quit. Like, they would take turns oh, yeah. in, like, the side of the arm and just... I'll be wailing on each other. And then like, and for some reason, like I was a, like, that would, that could be a TV show for me. Basically. I would sit and watch a TV show where two strong, beefy boys just punched each other in the arm until one quit. Well, you remember bloody knuckles. I'm sure y'all played bloody knuckles up in Columbus. Right? I told my daughter about bloody knuckles and she freaked out. And I actually also told my wife about it. And like, she just looked at me and she's like, boys were fucking stupid like she, when she hears about <laughs> she's not wrong yeah when she hears about that stuff she's so shocked that like we actually hurt each other and it's so weird that 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 like how is that i guess to so- socially we we kind of push that but how is that only in men's nature that we have to hurt each other <laughs> and, like be in pain social. you nailed it it's social yeah like, oh, like yeah. you just have to prove how tough you are all the time because like that's what dad wants you to do or whatever yeah and my, that's what like mom or, you know my dad was a wiener fucking so alpha people i think my dad was a wiener <laughs> so like i had to over overcompensate with like the macho shit i think i really do because like i mean my dad is like he has a wiener voice he has wiener politics he likes wiener movies. <laughs> he likes wiener music. Like he went and saw Bette Midler and like wouldn't stop fucking talking about it one day. And I was just like, I don't care, dude. That's like the weirdest thing for you to be listening to. <laughs> to She's me. pretty popular. She is pretty popular with old people. He also likes Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Like that gets his motor running. And it's like, that's Christmas songs, dude. You just listening to Christmas songs all year? Fuck. There was a. He goes in the Carol of the Bells in August. Yeah. Oh, I bet he fucking does, dude. I'll bet he lit. Because he loves that shit. He loves, like, guitar. Like, my dad is really into, like, virtuosos. You know? Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. happened to that generation of people. But well, like, back then, you had the only way you can make a name for yourself was being good at it. You couldn't use a computer to cheat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <This is> like, <laughs> mastering an instrument was like what he... It didn't seem like he liked music as much as he liked somebody being able to like play it real fast and make it complicated. That's like those people that are into like super conscious rap that are like, they yeah. love it when the guys do like it was really... Mm-hmm. Like, like they can't figure out why somebody would like just a rap song that makes you want to move. Yeah. They just think like, what the hell, man? You know, listen to this. Like those songs, like any song by a white rapper with like dreadlocks that's rapping about how racism isn't real is rapped exactly like that. Like that Eminem <laughs> cadence, like that quick style. I'm going to stop it to the hypothesis. And then I, and you're like, oh God, this, <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do to this? Hypothesis. That's the kind of people who like the, um, we, we used to, we, we would spend $300 for a, uh, 
for uh, like Guns N' Roses tickets in the 80s, but now you're watching a guy with a laptop do your shows. Oh, they <laughs> get so fucking mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> they get really mad about like, I see dudes that are my age that are mad about that. And I can't even like, all yeah. my life there's been this. You know what I mean? Like, all my life, you've been able to have a... Co- like, there have been very successful musicians that use just a computer, right? Or, like, DJ noises and shit. Like, right. since I've been around. So, like, when a guy my age is like, they don't even play guitar no more. They just on the computer. I'm like, they never played the... Like, there were always people not playing guitar. There's always going to be people that do play guitar. But the guitar is turning into, like, the fucking sitar now. And it's just something you do as a hobby. You just sit in your house and nobody listens to you. And you're like, I play the fucking guitar. Like, it's like playing the tuba. It's just fucking... It's That's all it is. Don't worry about it. Enjoy the fucking guitar. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't despair to sitar because i think it's pretty popular in other places not uh, america okay uh, let me that was uh, a terrible example yeah uh, yeah that's true i'm talking about like clarinet a clarinet <laughs> yeah or tuba any or like like yeah I mean, right. you're not going to do anything outside of that would hit that would hurt though because that one hurts because I played clarinet in high school. Got it right mean, in the gut. You can't but do, you do anything play? else after that. It's only, it's a high school instrument. It's or like I've always said, yeah. like classical music is for babies. That's the music that we make babies listen to. It's not for adults. Yeah, it's for delicate ears, for like undeveloped ears, for oh, people God. that are like primitive people that are new to this world, like sixteen hundred powdered wig people. I cannot fucking. I can't wait to see the thread on this. You can see the Facebook thread about here's some classical music Brett should check out. It kind of actually kicks ass. <laughs> Ain't gonna do it, man. That is funny. It is baby's music. It's baby's kinda. music. It's like we get it the babies, and then in 20 years, that's what we'll do with Led Zeppelin. Like we'll just be like, yeah, you know, there's this kind of music people uh, used to love to like do. The, I like was walking last night and I heard the twist like playing at the. I was like, oh this my is god, so stupid. It's like, crazy. What? <laughs> Like it was playing at the baseball field and like you're just listening to it and it's the other twist. It's like there was the twist. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. This was the come on. Let's twist again. Uh, Like we did last summer. And you're like, God, this guy had one idea. It's the the other twist. The (laughs) The follow up twist. Dude had number two. (laughs) Like there was a time. Where a guy could have one idea and just every year, like, repeat, like, doing a new twist. Do the peppermint twist, like, around Christmas, right? (laughs) And, like, that was just enough for people, and people fucking loved it back then. But that's not here anymore. Just like it's not here that people want to hear, like, epic guitar solos anymore. It's over. It just isn't here anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not mainstream. No. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Dude, listen to all the rock and roll you want to. All the classic rock. I listen to fucking rock. I just played Lou Reed on this fucking show. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's the idea that everybody has to like it. Like that everybody has to respect it. And like, love. it's like, no, no. If right. I was a fucking. They're very precious about it. Yeah. If I was a 15 year old right now and somebody just tried to get me to listen to Nirvana, I'd be like, this is just fucking noisy shit. No, I, you wouldn't. Real, They're I'll obsessed like, with it now. Everybody <laughs> loves Kurt Cobain now. <laughs> That's true. Well, rappers have never quit. His name rhymes with cocaine. So 
Like rappers just can't. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think if you go one before that, though, if you went even eight, some of the '80s stuff, I don't know if people would be down like for it. Bono, people just aren't like people. There, oh my god! Let, let me tell you something right now. There are people whose only experience with Bono is him being loaded on their fucking cell phones without them asking. Right. <laughs> That's their only experience in their whole fucking what the fuck life. Is this? <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, what? Well, like, I'm trying to think. Like, so Led Zeppelin, right? Yeah, it's just that's, that's classical music now. That's all it is. You can listen to Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, they do the same thing. It's music that you make your kid listen to because you think they're supposed to learn about classic rock. You need a strong education. I will say, in this city, though. In this city, though, they do have like like a like a big like brass band culture, and they have these kids that like fourteen years old like performing in fucking nightclubs. It's like, true. Like, it is insane that that happened. Yeah, New Orleans but, uh, is very special. Yeah, the only in person I was the only person I want to see playing guitar right now is Tanahashi, and he doesn't even need a guitar to do it. <laughs> I love guitar music, dude. I listen to it. I just I don't understand this. You don't expect everybody in the world to think that it's the height of music. No, it's because it's not. It's just noise dude it's all just no like i look at music like a series of good noises you know what i mean like oh these are pleasant noises to hear and other people look at it as like math and the people that look at it like math make me fucking crazy like and when i say math it's in every aspect you know it's like oh i gotta you need to learn to play the instrument right before you play it you need to learn about time signatures before you play music that kind of math and also the people who just rank bands like all the time who spend all their fucking time like with like oh my my number one favorite band is of course the beatles number two the rolling stones (laughs) number three now this might the, a lot of people think the who, but I actually say Pink Floyd. So that's a difference between me and a, like, that was my whole, every conversation about music from the age of like 20 to now has basically been that for me. No, I hate getting yeah. dragged into it. I hate when you tell somebody, no, 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 I fucking hate classic rock. And then they just drag you in. Like, what about this song though? And it's like, no, 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 no don't yeah. stop. Talk, stop dragging me into this. Stop it. You do like the, and I'll, I'll say I don't like classic rock and they'll be like, what about like, maybe sometimes they'll hit on something that I like, but I just don't like it as mm -hmm. a thing. I don't like it as like a genre of music. I'm not saying I can't get into any of it. I like old music. I'm not saying I don't like old music. I like like old garage rock and stuff like that, but I like digging into like whatever was happening back then. I don't want to be told the five bands that I need to listen to, you know? Yeah. I've never understood the thing where, where people say like, you have to like this thing. Otherwise, like your opinion isn't legitimate. And that goes across almost every sort of spectrum, right? You you just like, if you like, why don't you like this? Let me explain to you why you should like this. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no man, I just don't like it. Yeah. I want to hear it. You have know? you ever had to? I'd ex- rather listen to something else. Have you ever, like I'll, because I do this and be I may, maybe because I'm just like a verbose person. I've had people ask me why I don't like something, and then I just hurt their feelings immediately because like people really hold those things <laughs> like really close, and they'll be like, "Why don't you like Led Zeppelin?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just think it sucks." And they're like, "What about the guitar?" And I'm like, "I think it sounds like shit. I think it sucks." <laughs> you know, and they're just like, you can't just say that. You got to admit he has talent. And I'm like, I don't got to admit shit. <laughs> I just think it sucks. 
Well, what you could do is that you could just say that, that they just stole and copyrighted like black folk music anyway. That's all you need to do is shut them, like to make them real mad. Oh, I got into that already. I, yeah. I did that not too long ago, didn't I? I was talking to Brett. And That's great. Cause he played a band. Perfectly right. Well, Brett played a band, right? That sounded like Led Zeppelin, but cooler. And they're like newer. Greta Van Fleet. Uh-huh. Greta Van Fleet. So Brett plays Greta Van Fleet for me, and we're listening to it. I'm like, this is pretty cool. And Brett was like, yeah, Robert Plant came out and like put their, his stamp of a, what did he say? Do you remember what he said? Oh, oh no. Yeah. They actually, basically they, they were like played it. Someone in an interview played it for Robert Plant. And then he was like, uh, he was like, well, I wonder where he got that sound from. And you I know? was like, <laughs> like making a joke about it. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, where did Rob, I probably got it from the people that Robert Plant stole it from. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm just not, I'm not like, that's all. This has been a thing. And I think it's over now. Like that, like the type, the way that people watch music, listen to music or, you know, I'll even say it with the mm-hmm. way that people listen to rest or watch wrestling or listen to podcasts or any of that stuff. It's like everybody, you, you, you were able to now find the people that like the thing that you like and just right. talk to them. And you should be so happy for that because like, you know, when my dad was a kid, you had to like, fucking electric light orchestra because everybody else liked electric light orchestra <laughs> and you could never like meet anybody else that could like something else you know what i mean like you if you were like oh i kind of go against this grain sometimes that just made you a fucking outcast you know i mean if like yeah. it's like when i talk to people about wrestling i'm always so surprised at how many people know the stuff that i'm watching now because like i don't i don't watch wwe mm. anymore at all but people be like oh you watch ring of honor and and it's just because like people can get to the things that are interesting to them now. Like you can cut out all the stuff you don't like and enjoy just what you like. And I think people are a lot like it seems like now because I grew up, it was very different. There's like that that book High Fidelity or that movie High Fidelity really really talks about it, where it's like people were really entrenched in like whatever you're whatever you consume is what makes you up as a person. And if, you know, I can't marry somebody that doesn't like punk rock, you know what I mean? Like was sort of a thing, but it's different now. Like you have friends that are into the things you're into, the politics you're into, and things seem a lot less isolated. And that I think is leading to less. I mean, I just think it leads to less like mainstream culture period. Like, I don't even know, like, I can't tell you what's mainstream because everybody has their own little what's mainstream idea, you know? Yeah, I guess the celebrities are kind of mainstream, like like the Kardashians and shit, and then like fucking like like politicians, like Donald Trump and stuff. But I think that's it. I don't really think that that like popular culture, like like there's no TV show that everybody watches. It's all like a YouTube video and like Fortnite on the video games, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Fortnite I is the only game people play. PUBG, and uh, they only listen. PUBG, yeah. My daughter plays a lot or listens to like, I mean, they, she just listens to a bunch of people I never heard of. You know, it's just a bunch of like yeah. one person with like a lot of reverb that's like singing over. I don't know this. You know what song I've been hearing all week and I've heard it three times this weekend for some reason. And it's that song where the guy's like, never seen the sun, never miss the sun when it starts to snow. Yeah. Never. And I hate that fucking song. It's the worst. Never have a high when you're feeling low. 
Never miss the sun when it starts to snow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've sings, heard it. I could not. I don't know. I have no freaking is that idea. Ed Sheeran? I'm, I'm so unplugged I think from it music, is Ed Sheeran. Probably. Ed uh, put hostile architect. Eh. Ed put hostile architecture in front of his mansion, Sheeran. I have that story in my thing. Oh, I heard, yeah. I yeah, he that. installed hostile architecture in front of his mansion, and I hate him for it. He was like, Wasn't he homeless or something, too? He started Wasn't he, out. Like, like, homeless? And then, like, now, all of a sudden, like, he's just like, get away from me, homeless guy. Yeah, yeah, I heard he's more of a wanderluster, went to go work at a goat farm type homeless, though. Yeah, he was oh, like, he was, oh, okay. Well, I like he was the, homeless with very heavy scare quotes. Maybe yeah. I could write a song with these homeless blokes over there. I'll go sleep on the right. porch of Buckingham Palace and get a song about it snowing with the with the homeless people. When them, them blokes over there without a house. Without a flat. Without a flat. Without a flat. <laughs> they ain't got a water closet they can use the john in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting good. I'm getting good. That's got to be all in the bingo card too. The accents have to go on the bingo card. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting good at accents. I know. I thank you. I was. One... They're all the same. But not yeah, really. Don't that encourage was British, folks. Australian was a different one. If you call in, ask me if oh. you want to do one. Ask was... for an yeah. Ask for an accent. Will be our new uh, segment. <laughs> I did German the other day. It's like a random really good. but I can't do it now because I don't know oh. the word. That I was saying in German, but okay. I was like, "Oh, y'all, yeah. <laughs> that's what they sound like." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every yeah, time I'm German, uh, don't, don't <laughs> lie. Every time me and you see a German word together, we go, "Oh, yeah, it's yeah, German." It's the best German, <laughs> but she's free. It's like it's one of those free racist things. You can hate them as much as you want, <laughs> make fun of them, <laughs> get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fine. So, uh. Thank you for taking this journey with us, Jeffrey. You you talked about of everything course. you didn't call to talk about, but it was fun, right? I, I never called for anything in particular anyway. I just <laughs> wanted to shoot the shit and keep y'all up late. Well, we are go I will talk to you this week and the listeners will hear it in a month. <laughs> and uh thanks for calling. <laughs> if they're lucky. Yeah. It'll okay. get out there. It'll get out it takes there. Takes a while sometimes. People always be like, My show hasn't come out yet, and I'm like, Give it fucking time, man. Shit. I don't work every day. Right. All right. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Street Fight. All right, bye. Uh, we are here every single week, as always. We don't ever stop. It's streetfightradio.com. If you want to listen to the show or uh, click around, we have, you know, you can click on the support tab. It has links to our Street Fight store, has links to uh, ways to help support the show, also our social media and all of that. You can find us there on social media at Street Fight WCRS on all the platforms. Thank you for being here and uh, enjoying the show and calling in. We wouldn't do it without all y'all. We will see you later. We're Street Fight. Peace.